You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? You are listening to Star Wars The Saga Continues. Your hosts, Kyle Avery and Tim Jirasi, are scouring the holonet for news and bringing you all of the latest updates on the future of the Star Wars universe. And the future is bright indeed, so we invite you to join us on this exciting journey as the saga continues. Always in motion is the future. This is just the beginning. You'll find out full of surprises. Not over yet. No, there is another. Chewie, we're home. Hey there, Star Wars fans, and welcome to a brand new episode of Star Wars The Saga Continues, your podcast for all the latest news, rumors, and updates on Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi, the untitled Han Solo film, uh, Battlefront 2, Rebels, all the awesome Star Wars stuff we've got going on right now. As always, I'm your host, Kyle, and I've got my co-host, Tim, with me. How's it going, Tim? Hey, what's up, Kyle? Doing good. And we got some exciting stuff going on now and in the very, very near future in regards to Star Wars. So, yeah, <laughs> stuff is happening in the Star Wars universe and I couldn't be more excited right now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. This is going to be a really fun episode for you guys. I uh, hope you enjoy this. Um, this is I'm going to call this part one of our 100th episode celebration. This is our 99th episode. But if you remember... Uh, you know, for those of you who are longtime listeners, back when The Force Awakens came out, we were at 69 episodes, and I wanted to do like kind of a short episode before The Force Awakens came out, like, you know, the week before or something, just kind of as a, a hype up kind of thing and talk about our last minute, you know, predictions and hopes and stuff like that. Um, and so we went ahead and did that, but I really wanted our episode seven review episode to be episode 70. So we went ahead and called that extra episode, uh, episode 69 and a half. So while this is officially uh, episode 99 in the numbering. Technically, this actually is our 100th episode. Um, so we got some fun stuff planned. Uh, we are actually going to be... We're, we're going to start out talking about uh, the movies and some Last Jedi stuff going on, but uh, later, you know, second half of the episode or whatever, we're going to talk a lot about the Star Wars Battlefront beta that's out right now, and instead of just talking about it, I thought it would be fun to do something that I have talked about and wanted to do for a long time, which is actually record an episode while we're playing Battlefront. Um, and so instead of doing that with the first game, we're going to do that, uh, with some gameplay of the Battlefront 2 beta here. And if I can get it to work, I'm going to try to record, uh, a video of that gameplay footage as well. And, uh, you know, put the audio of the podcast with it. Um, so you guys, I mean, if you're listening to this right now, obviously, um, we're, we're going to still post, uh, just the audio episode. Um, but then probably just the second half of the episode, I'll also upload as a video to YouTube as well. And, you know, post that as a link, uh, you know, probably a couple days after the audio goes up. Um, but that should be really fun. Um, I'm looking forward to that and, uh, you know, we'll just do some commentary and talk about some of the news and stuff that they've, uh, released for the game lately, um, while we get to, uh, play some of the beta footage. Um, but before we get to that, um, as you were saying, Tim, we've got some really exciting stuff coming up in the immediate future. 
um, which is uh, the fact that we just got official confirmation today that the Last Jedi trailer is dropping tomorrow, uh, Monday, October 9th, um, as was predicted by Mark Hamill, you know, a few weeks ago. And, you know, he <laughs> deleted that tweet saying, uh, watch Monday Night Football on, on Monday the 9th. Um, and, you know, we debated on that like oh is he being serious or not you know what's going on there well sure enough I don't know if he just spilled the beans or was intentionally you know trying to let it slip or I mean I don't know if for PR reasons like maybe somebody gave him the go-ahead to post that and then said you know hey delete it just to you know make it look controversial and we'll, we'll get the excitement pot stirred up but uh, regardless, um, they did just make the official announcement today that the trailer will be out tomorrow uh, in the evening uh, with, uh, you know, it's debuting during Monday Night Football, um, which starts at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time, 8.30 Eastern. Uh, so don't know exactly what time the trailer is going up because that's going to depend on the game. Um, you know, it's most likely, I'm assuming, going to be during the halftime show. Uh, but we don't know exactly when that's going to be. So probably sometime an hour and a half, two hours into the game, maybe. So keep an eye out for that. And also tickets are going to be going on sale at the same time um, as soon as the trailer drops. Um, that's what they're saying, at least, anyway. I don't know if the tickets might actually go on sale earlier in the day, like they did for The Force Awakens. Um, but we'll have to wait and see there. Um, but definitely, you know, be keeping an eye out, uh, tomorrow. We're recording this here Sunday afternoon, um, and hoping to get this uploaded, you know, before the end of the day. So, um, if you're listening to this, you know, Sunday night or Monday morning, um, you know, just know to, uh, keep an eye out Monday night for Last Jedi tickets going on sale and hopefully what I'm sure is going to be an awesome trailer. Uh, they released a couple of short little teaser videos for it today. Um, one that's just got a couple new clips of uh, Ray, you know, just training with her lightsaber and swinging it around, and that looks really cool. And then uh, there's a little bit longer one. I mean, it's like 15 seconds, but uh, it, you know, kind of reuses some stuff from the first teaser where you hear Luke saying, breathe, just breathe. And it has that shot of Ray touching the ground and the rocks lifting. Um, but then it's got a new shot of Kylo Ren picking his lightsaber hilt up off the floor and then just a close-up of Luke's hands as he's about to take the lightsaber from Rey on Octo. So, uh, man, looks like of all the stuff that we've been, you know, most excited about for the movie, you know, leading up to this point, we're just going to get to see more of that in the trailer tomorrow uh, focused on, you know, the Jedi and the Force and lightsaber training and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, should be really exciting to get to see some more of that um, and, you know, whatever other cool new stuff they've got in store for us i just can't wait yeah totally i mean as awesome as tomorrow's going to be to get the new trailer for the last jedi today is exciting too because the lead up to that and like you mentioned those short little teaser videos that uh for the most part i think we all knew were coming just basing off what happened with the force awakens where uh for that that trailer that sunday prior to monday night football they were giving us little teases for that and we were kind of expecting that for the last jedi which we got and like you said were awesome i loved the little sneak peeks we got today with especially that one with ray and her lightsaber training the camera shots look really great on there especially that one where it's like it's looking the camera's down and it's shooting up looking at her you get that down view of her just swinging the lightsaber and this the lightsaber noises on that which is really cool i tweeted this out saying like is it me or does the lightsaber sound even more awesome than normal in this <laughs> quick little teaser it just all looks really cool so yeah i cannot wait the only thing I was a little surprised for today. Part of the excitement leading up to the trailer was harkening back to what happened to The Force Awakens again, where we got the poster revealed for The Force Awakens the Sunday before the trailer dropped. And I was kind of expecting that today, especially after we got the short little teasers like we did last time. So a little surprised we didn't get the trailer. It makes me wonder 
uh, when they're going to, or how long they're going to hold on to that. Maybe it will come tomorrow with the trailer. Maybe they're just holding off for that. So if that does happen, that's more like the prequel era days. Because I remember for episode uh, one, the trailer, when that second trailer came out for that, the poster came out the same day too. So maybe they're going to reveal both tomorrow, which would be cool. So yeah, definitely can't wait. Kind of glad it all worked out the way that was, you know, we were assuming it would after that tweet by Mark Hamill that you mentioned that October 9th date was kind of set in a lot of our uh, fans' minds that that's going to be the day we're going to get the trailer. We've heard rumors from different places saying, yeah, it looks like that is going to be the date. So glad that all worked out. We officially know it's coming tomorrow. <laughs> and I did like the tweet Mark Hamill said today, too. He, like, he quoted the Star Wars uh, Twitter of the little teaser video. He just goes, you didn't hear this from me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just a lot of fun, you know, finally getting it officially confirmed now. And we could all just, you know, enjoy today, being excited for it, and then just can't wait to bask in the glory of new Star Wars footage for The Last Jedi. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, definitely. I, You know, it's weird because with The Force Awakens, I definitely remember... Uh, being super hyped for the trailer and having like a bunch of stuff that I wanted to see, you know, a big wish wish list of like characters that we had heard rumored or even confirmed, but like hadn't seen yet. And I was like, oh, I want to see this character in this battle and I want to see Luke and his lightsaber and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, going into The Last Jedi, and, and I'll get your thoughts on this, but like, it's weird. Like, I'm still super excited for the movie, but I feel like just the fact that they've made us wait so long without a trailer and now the fact that we're so close to the movie coming out anyways and we've got uh rebels and battlefront and stuff like that to kind of fill the void over these next two months like i'm definitely looking forward to the trailer and i i can't wait to see whatever we're gonna get tomorrow but i almost feel like i i would be just as okay without it like i'm i'm actually really excited to go into this movie (laughs) relatively spoiler free um and, you know, I don't really have, I mean, again, I'm, I'm excited to watch the trailer tomorrow and trust me, I'm still going to watch it like 20 times and dissect it and stuff like we, you know, do with all the new trailers, but, um, I don't have like a specific wish list or, you know, something that I'm specifically hoping to see. Cause I'm starting to get the feeling that like they're being secretive about this for a reason. And I'd rather just find out what that is when I'm in the theaters in December, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Is, is there anything in particular that you're like hoping to see or most excited for with the trailer tomorrow? Yeah, there there is actually, but I do find it interesting that you said that because while I, you know, still going to see anything, well, I shouldn't say anything. If we're starting to get like in December and they're still releasing a bunch of new TV spots and like international trailers that have new footage, I probably will take a step back and not watch everything. But uh, I think you do make a good point about how it's been so long since we got the first teaser and we're now so close to the movie and we're just getting our first trailer for it. So I do know where you're coming from there. And, you know, I think it's a very valid point that you're making where it might be, you know, you could feel that you would want to hold off on it because we are so close and, you know, you can hold out a little longer if you wanted to. So I do agree that that being a fair point and can understand like you and I'm sure some other fans maybe are feeling that way, but um yeah, I cannot help but, you know, having a wish list of certain things I hope to see in this trailer. Um, one of them is kind of harkening back to what we got in the behind the scenes video reel where we see Ray or Daisy Ridley and uh, Adam Driver training for combat with, you know, other, you know, melee weapon wielding uh, stunt guys that they're training with. I'm kind of hoping we see some of those action beats in the trailer, whether, you know, it's Ray fighting multiple enemies and going back to that rumor we heard probably over a year ago now of what 
a battle sequence could be in The Last Jedi, and then Kylo Ren fighting, you know, that one shot we got of Adam Driver in the behind-the-scenes video, where I'm guessing it's him fighting the Praetorian Guards. It, may, it could be something else, but I kind of hope in this trailer we get little glimpses of what those action sequences could be that we saw in the behind-the-scenes video. I think that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. And then, for me personally, you know, i got to bring this up. We're getting every little bit we get a Phasma in the teaser video, the behind-the-scenes video. Uh, we're getting closer to see her in action. So if we just get one shot of her in action, whether she's like bla- show blasting some resistance fighters, taking them down with her spear, just some action bit with Captain Phasma would make me extremely happy in this trailer. And I'm looking forward. I don't want to say put this on a wish list because I expect this to happen. So I'll just say I'm really looking forward to see more in the Battle of Crate and the new uh, Gorilla Walkers. I mean, I can't wait to actually see some shots of them in action and just get a really good idea how huge they are and what you know type of battle uh, the Battle of Crate is going to be. So I would put those as the things I'm really looking forward to see, and I'm sure I'm just going to be blown away, blown away by other stuff I wasn't expecting in this trailer, and not to mention what dialogues we can be hearing in there that will give us goosebumps and just get us super excited. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's all over the place. So much to look forward to. Yeah, you know what's funny? I... I almost have to take it back a little bit because, like, as soon as you started talking about it, I was like, well, you know what? I guess I can think of some things that I would kind of hope to see in the trailer. Um, See, at first I was kind of just drawing a blank because the stuff that I'm most excited to see in the movie, like, um, you know, obviously we're going to see more of Rey's Jedi training, but specifically, like, some of the, you know, if there are any new mysteries of the Force that we're going to learn about, um, finding out about... Ray's parentage, uh, Luke's history and what happened to him in between episode six and seven, uh, you know, anything related to Snoke or what's going on with, you know, Kylo and the Knights of Ren and stuff like that. That's all stuff that I want to just see in the movie. Um, and so that's not stuff that I'm expecting mm-hmm. to get in the trailer. So I'm like, OK, you guys can show me whatever else. And I'm still going to go to the movie just to see, you know, the stuff that I just you know, mentioned, but, um, as far as stuff that I, you know, like I said, I I started thinking of, oh, you know, it would be kind of cool to maybe see some of this stuff in the trailer. And then you pretty much went ahead and listed all the stuff that was coming to mind for me. Um, (laughs) like, I think it would be cool to maybe get a little glimpse of Phasma in action. Uh, definitely more of the battle of crate. See, you want to see the walkers in action. I want to see, you know, just maybe a quick shot or something of these speeders in action. Cause I'm still kind of confused as to why they're sending these like beat up junky old mining vehicle looking things into battle against, you know, uh, tanks that are like twice the size of AT-ATs. Um, so obviously not going to like spoil the battle for us or anything or tell us how it ends, but maybe show a little bit of like what these things can do or, you know, why they're in action against, uh, against these walkers. Um, you know, maybe love to see a little bit more of like uh, some space battle action, stuff like that. I want to see more of Canto Bite, um, especially because we're supposedly going to get some kind of action sequence there, too. So I think it'd be cool to, uh, you know, get a little bit more of that. Um, and then, yeah, definitely anything involving either the Praetorian Guards or if we're going to see the Knights of Ren in this movie, maybe get mm-hmm. a quick shot of them. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of some of the other secondary stuff that I'm excited for that I hope we maybe get to... Uh, catch a glimpse of and like you said some of it um i think we can definitely kind of bank on especially the battle of crate um and you know whether it's phasma or the praetorian guards or the executioner stormtroopers or all the above i think we can definitely expect to see some uh you know new action shots of some of those new kind of troopers and stuff like that so um 
yeah, that should definitely be fun. Um, and obviously, once we have uh, you know had time to watch the trailer multiple times and digest it and all that, we will definitely be putting out a trailer review episode later this week, which I love the fact that that has fallen on uh, our, our official 100th episode. So, you know, also, you know, you could say our, uh, 100th episode celebration part two, um, we'll be getting to break down a new trailer for the last Jedi, which I mean, couldn't have worked out more perfectly. Um, unless it happened to be like on the day battlefront two came out or on the day that, uh, the last Jedi came out or something like that. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be really fun. I mean, we always love doing trailer reviews and breakdowns and stuff and just to have that as our 100th episode celebration. And also, uh, I mean, kind of our, we might as well make that our unofficial like five-year anniversary celebration too because, uh, I mean, we'll only be yeah. a month away from that. Um, man, and it's still crazy to me to think that we've been doing this for five years. It doesn't seem like it's been that long. But uh, No, it doesn't. Yeah, in fact, the, the fact that we've only done 30 episodes since... The Force Awakens came out, but we had done 69 before that. I'm like, man, we were doing a lot of episodes of just speculation and stuff before we actually had any, you know, movies to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> those, those were some fun times, though, when especially with the early days of The Force Awakens, not knowing what's going to go on and all the crazy theories. But <laughs> oh, definitely. It's, it, we're definitely in a different landscape now, especially being in our third movie in, in this new era of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely been a fun ride. And I can't wait to just, you know, keep going and keep talking about all this stuff and uh, see what happens in the future. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be super cool to have that big trailer be our hundredth episode. Um, and I will say, you know, I was talking about trying to go in spoiler free and stuff. I think after we do this big breakdown of the, uh, the official trailer that they're releasing. And I think, you know, officially this is going to be like official trailer number one. Cause yeah. um, I think they called the first one a teaser trailer and I don't think we're going to get any more official trailers between now and December, but you know, we're going to start getting TV spots out the wazoo um, and probably get an international trailer within like a week after uh, the, the last Jedi or, you know, w within a week after the main trailer that comes out tomorrow. So um you know, we'll see what happens with that. But I, I'm going to say right now, I'm going to try to avoid that stuff as much as possible. Um, just for once to see how it goes. Because <laughs> um, again, I feel like I've, I've waited this long. And I feel like a lot of the stuff that's gotten me excited and kind of held me over since the, the first teaser was like, you know, just maybe some little rumor details here and there that we heard about or just seeing uh, images on all the merchandising now of like, the new outfits of the characters and, you know, some of the new like Praetorian guards and stuff like that. Um, it's, you know, that's all kind of stuff that you would see in a trailer anyways, if we had gotten a trailer by now, but I really, I don't know. I, I really want to be surprised by this one. I think with just kind of the way that they're building it up, that there's going to be some, a lot of new stuff revealed and, you know, maybe some big uh, twists and stuff like that. And I mean, not that they would spoil the ending of the movie or any big shocking twist in a promo or something, but I just don't want to try to like piece it together and kind of spoil it for myself before I go into it. Um, and I mean, again, also with the force awakens, I mean, we were just chomping at the bit uh, to get whatever we could because this was the first star Wars movie in this new era. And we, didn't know, you know, kind of how it was going to feel, what it was going to look like, what new ships and vehicles and characters and aliens and stuff were going to be in there. And so I just wanted to devour as much of that as I could before the movie came out. And I won't say I regretted it, 
but just I, I have a different feeling going into The Last Jedi. Like I'm still just as excited, but it's a, a different kind of excitement. I'm more excited to see where the story goes than I am to see like, oh, new era of the Star Wars universe. Because like we're familiar with it now. You yeah. know, I, I don't need to uh, – you know, watch every TV spot hoping to get a glimpse of like new stormtroopers or, you know, new ships or new locations or anything like that. Um, I'm more like just, you know, give me the movie. Let me let me see what's going on and where they're taking the story uh, with this next installment. So um, that's what I'm most excited for. Um, and so we'll we'll see. You guys can kind of chronicle my journey as we're doing the episodes in between the uh, you know, after this week, uh, leading up to when the movie actually releases, I'll see how much of that stuff I'm actually able to stay away from because <laughs> who knows the trailer might completely blow me away and I might be like, okay, I need a little bit more of that. Um, or, you know, I might say I'm going to stay away from, uh, you know, all this other stuff. But once I start seeing it on my Twitter feed and on Facebook and stuff, be like, uh, you know, maybe I'll just watch one. Um, I will, I'll be texting I, you saying this international trailer is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I will kind of be surprised if I'm able to completely stay away from all of it. But I am going to stay away from as much as possible. Um, at least I'm saying that now. Hopefully I won't change my tune after tomorrow. And if I do, hopefully I won't end up kicking myself for spoiling too much of the movie. But we'll see. I think it'll be fun to just kind of do this as an experiment and see, uh, you know, even if it changes my perception of the movie going into it, you know, a lot more spoiler free than I did last time. So, um, that's, that's what I'm going to shoot for. Yeah. Like I said before, I think once we get to, at least for me in December, that's when I'm really going to put the brakes on TV spot and stuff. But I think for the most part, I trust Lucasfilm and how, what they've done with the force awakens and rogue one, as far as, you know, showing cool stuff when these, uh, subsequent trailers that come out or TV spots where they're not showing, you know, the big moments yet. Because Force Awakens, we never got a hint of Ray get, getting Luke's lightsaber and having the fight with Kylo Ren. That was all saved for the movie and what a moment that was when everyone in the theater saw Ray pull that lightsaber and ignite it for the first time. It was amazing. So I'm sure for whatever that moment is going to be for, like in the Last Jedi, they're not going to reveal it in this trailer or anything further. And that kind of makes me think because. Part of me, you know, why I didn't mention this is what I'm hoping to see in the trailer because I'm not expecting it to be in there because of the reason I just mentioned was anything having to do with Luke in action sequences or like him igniting his lightsaber or showing him using the force. I come to the point now where I think that's going to be something they're going to hold off to where you actually see the movie have that big have that be the big moment. They're not going to show anything up and have it be safe for the movie. I can totally see them doing that. So, mm-hmm. you know, before I always we talk about how awesome it would be to see a trailer with Luke igniting that lightsaber or him, you know, just pulling his lightsaber off his hilt or grabbing his lightsaber to where he has it. And just showing that he has it. But I think they're going to totally keep that as a surprise, which I think now would be a, a good thing. Cause I'm sure that'll be amazing, an amazing moment in the theater. But yeah, I kind of think too, from what we can expect after this trailer, like you said, definitely an international trailer TV spots. But then I think on Thanksgiving day, we're going to get something probably like, not quite a full length trailer, but a, an extended TV spot that maybe is a minute because mm. they did that for two years in a row with the force awakens and rogue one. I mean, and they have like these exclusive like Disney channel type sneak previews of it, or like ABC would have something where like get a, get a first look at the last Jedi where it'll be, you know, like a minute long TV spot or something like that. So yeah, I'm sure those true. are coming down the pipe as well. Yeah. And so that's the kind of thing that if it's like an official release from Disney, like I might watch that too. Um, you know, not that all the other TV spots aren't official, but like if I were going to watch any of the TV spots, like I'd rather just watch the one long 
minute long one than yeah. watch like the 30 or 40 different versions of the 30 second <laughs> ones that they're going to put out. Sure. Yeah. You know, they're going to be using like footage from those TV spots probably for some of the extended stuff too. So yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's funny how we said how long it's been since the first teaser, and we're just super excited for the new one. And then soon after that, it's going to be okay. We don't want to see any more. Let's, let's slow it down a little bit. But the change of thinking happens so fast when we get to this point before the new movie comes out because mm-hmm. we're so close. Yeah, but see, that's the point that I'm trying not to get to. I don't want to get to the mm-hmm. point where it's like, okay, I've seen a little too much at this point. Let me pump the brakes. Like I just want to kind of hold myself back before i get to that point yeah well i wish you well because i already know i'll probably won't be doing that at least not until <laughs> december like i said <laughs> yeah well i'll let you know how it goes i hope i'm not you know rocking by myself in the corner having the shakes trying to stay away from my phone <laughs> um but anyway also along with the announcement that the uh trailer is coming tomorrow like i said the uh tickets are going on sale right alongside that um, and also they've got this list on starwars.com of all these events that are going on. Um, so this sounds pretty exciting. Um, and they don't specify certain theaters for, uh, just this first thing. So maybe keep an eye out for this, you know, maybe ask at your local theater if this is something they're doing, but it sounds like this is going to be pretty widespread, um, that they're just going to be doing these opening night events. And it says Star Wars fans will have multiple ways to celebrate the upcoming release of Star Wars The Last Jedi. On Thursday, December 14th, ahead of its official opening on December 15th, fans can be among the first to see the film by attending one of three events. An opening night fan event, a Star Wars The Force Awakens and Star Wars The Last Jedi double feature, or a Star Wars marathon featuring all eight movies in one epic journey. These premium events will include exclusive content, Star Wars collectible cards, and a special concession offer. Plus, Star Wars The Last Jedi will start at 6 p.m. local time, one hour earlier than regular public show times. Um, so that sounds pretty cool. Um, yeah. I still don't think I have any intention of uh, doing an eight-movie marathon all in one sitting, at least not in a theater. Um, you know, once Episode Nine comes out, I'll probably do that in my own house where I'm not surrounded by, uh, you know, a huge crowd of swallow, fetty, uh, fellow sweaty, stinky nerds. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, that's definitely something cool for people that want to be able to see all of those on the big screen again. Um, I think, at least for me personally, I might do what I did for The Force Awakens, which is just kind of have like a week-long marathon of, you know, by myself leading up to the movie and maybe watch one through six, uh, like one movie a night or something like that. Um, but then I'm liking the sound of that double feature, um, mm-hmm. just to see The Force Awakens in theaters again in The Last Jedi right afterwards, especially if it's an IMAX. Um, and they've still got that IMAX footage in there for The Force Awakens, that would be pretty awesome. Um, and then even, I don't know what's necessarily entailed in this opening night fan event. Um, like it says, it mentions collectible cards and special concession offers and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if for the fan event, they might also have giveaways or costume contests or something like that. Um, but that's something I might also want to check out, but I would have to just kind of find out more details about that. Um, and they don't really have any specifics about that here or stuff about like what theaters specifically are doing that. So, um, definitely keep an eye out in the coming days for more details about that. Uh, you know, maybe ask at your local theater, um, if they're doing something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think those all sound pretty cool. And the fact that you get to see it an hour before everybody else, um, at 6 PM, uh, local time, you know, when most of the, uh, opening night shows nowadays start at like seven, seven thirty. Um, so that's pretty cool too. Um, just yeah, another that's reason. That's a pretty to... big draw. Yeah. <laughs> at least for me. <laughs> yeah. Same yeah. here. 
Hey, I'm with you on the double feature of The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. I think that, that'd be really fun. I'm hoping my theater does it because how it's been for me the last two years is I get to my local theater. It's one that doesn't have assigned seating, so I have to get there pretty early, like around like maybe six or seven hours beforehand just to wait in line. So if I could kill a few of those hours by you know watching The Force Awakens before The Last Jedi, I think that would be really, really fun. So hoping my local theater has that double feature thing because um, I was planning to kind of do... Uh, Star Wars marathon beforehand, just at home. Probably not in a day. I probably have to split it up like once a week. So maybe like seven weeks before <laughs> the Last Jedi, I would do that, which is you know probably going to start pretty soon. This <laughs> is how close so, we yeah. are. But, um, I, but if I was I was able to do six and then just watch seven and eight on you know the, what, the same night that the Last Jedi premieres, that would be so much fun. So I'm looking forward to that, and hopefully you know really hoping my theater is going to have that special event. So. I just think it's cool that they're, you know, getting this info out ahead of time and having these special events, whether it's a marathon, a fan event, or the double feature. I think that's really cool because usually you just have to look at whatever local theater you're going to and see what they're doing and just find out that way. But I think it's cool that, you know, Lucasfilm and StarWars.com are, you know, giving the heads up and showing what certain theaters are going to have planned. So hopefully it's the majority of them and, you know, Star Wars fans can, you know, pick and choose on which ways they want to celebrate the release of Episode Eight. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of different ways to celebrate, um, we've also got um, a bunch of specific events that they've got listed here for certain theaters. Um, and I won't read the details on all of these, but for example, like IMAX AMC theaters um, from December 17th through January 7th, uh, guests who purchase a ticket to see The Last Jedi in IMAX will receive an exclusive print from artist Dan Mumford, um, and a new poster will be revealed each week. And that sounds similar to what they did for The Force Awakens. I don't know yeah. if uh, that was the same artist, but I know they had some um, exclusive IMAX posters, and it was like a different one every week. And those looked really cool. Um you know, so I, I mean, I guess the only issue I have with that is that it starts on December 17th. I want to see it in IMAX on opening night, um, but hopefully I can find a way to get my hands on one of those. Um, also, uh, IMAX Regal Theaters um, will have collectible tickets uh, featuring exclusive art um, from December 16th through December 30th. Um, Cinemark, you can get uh, some Last Jedi 3D glasses um, when you buy a real D 3d ticket, uh, at Cinemark theaters, Alamo draft house, um, is doing a, uh, you know, some star Wars promotions there, uh, Fandango, you can get a free poster, um, Adam tickets, uh, you'll be able to get some, uh, star Wars merchandise, I think. Um, yeah, I guess you can buy tickets and Star Wars merchandise together on the ticket app, and then uh, they'll ship you your merchandise in time for you to, you know, wear your new shirt or whatever to the theater. Um, and then Disneyland, uh, they're having, uh, let's see, it says, join your fellow Star Wars fans at Disneyland Resort in Anaheim um, to watch the trailer for The Last Jedi on a giant screen outside the AMC Downtown Disney District 12 theaters in Downtown Disney. So um, that's not for the movie. That's just the trailer release for tomorrow. So if anybody happens to be at Disneyland this weekend, and if you're going to be there till tomorrow night, um, that would be pretty awesome to get to uh, just watch the trailer on a giant outdoor screen with a bunch of other Star Wars fans. Um, unfortunately for myself, well, not really unfortunately, but kind of unfortunately, um, I'll be at a baseball game tomorrow night. Uh, you know, it's playoff season. I'm super happy because my Diamondbacks are finally in the playoffs this year after, uh, you know, a few bad seasons the past few years. Um, and my dad and I were able to get uh, 
tickets to a couple of playoff games. We were at the wild card game last Wednesday, and then we're going to be at the uh, division series game against the Dodgers tomorrow night, which I'm very much looking forward to. But at the time I bought, uh, or, you know, at the time we got those tickets, I didn't realize that that was also going to be the night that the last Jedi trailer was dropping. So, um, I'm not exactly sure how well I'm going to be able to get a hold of tickets, uh, tomorrow night. Um, and also, you know, probably won't be able to see the trailer till you know, later on in the evening. Um, I mean, I could always watch it on my phone, but I think I'm just going to wait till I get home from the game and watch it on, you know, YouTube on my big screen TV. So, yeah, you got to wait. You don't want to you want that first experience while watching it to be, you know, really good. Yeah, not, exactly. Or you could probably, you know, be amongst a bunch of total people and having, you know, your focus not totally on there. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I mean, even if I yeah, I'm not going to try to watch it on my phone, like in the stadium. I mean, especially when it's a sellout crowd, the reception in there is always terrible. Um, and that's not, you know, a fault of, uh, the D backs or chase field or anything. That's just when you cram 40,000 people into, you know, one building, especially on nights when they've got the roof closed. I don't know what they're going to be doing tomorrow, but, um, yeah, the last time we were there, I could barely upload pictures to Facebook and, you know, trying to watch a video on YouTube. I'm like, yeah, I will not try to, you know, I'm not trying to watch the trailer five seconds at a time. So, um, I can hold off on that. But even after leaving the game, like I could watch it on my phone, you know, before I leave or whatever. But yeah, just you got to get that first experience either on a TV or at least a computer screen or something. Watch it full screen. Um, So this week could have been so like the ultimate perfect week of all the Star Wars goodness. And, you know, both our baseball teams are in the playoffs with the the Yankees near the Diamondbacks. The only problem is both our teams are 0-2 in their playoff series. Yeah. (laughs) Might put a little damper if, you know, the Yankees get sweat today or the d-back gets sweat tomorrow but thankfully if they do we'll have the star wars trailer to cheer us right back up so (laughs) yeah exactly um and so uh yeah that's part of another reason why i wanted to make sure we at least got this episode done today and like i said we'll try to get this out by tonight for you guys um so that you can at least hear our our pre-trailer hype and our battlefront reactions and stuff like that um tonight and tomorrow leading up to the trailer because we originally wanted to try to do um maybe like a live reaction like do an episode tomorrow night, like as the, you know, as we're getting ready for the trailer to drop and uh, be able to record our reactions to the trailer uh, for the first time live on an episode. And we thought that would be fun, but unfortunately that's not going to work out. Um, but we will definitely be getting that episode out later in the week. And that'll be our official 100th episode where we, you know, break down all that uh, awesome stuff that we get from the uh, trailer tomorrow. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, but in the meantime, let's move on here. We got a few more news stories that we wanted to mention uh, before we get to the Battlefront fun. Um, obviously, New York Comic Con was going on. Uh, the, well, I guess it's still going on this weekend. Um, but, you know, probably not anything real huge getting announced on Sunday. Um, I guess unless you're into Justice League trailers. That just came out today. Which I got to say, it's just an awesome time for me. Like I said, I'm a big batman and dc guys so the fact that we get a new justice league trailer today and then a star wars trailer tomorrow i mean it's but better times there is to be a geek and be into all this stuff it's yeah. just so amazing that we're getting this cool stuff back to back and i'm sure we're going to get an avengers infinity war trailer sooner than later Ooh, <laughs> this month yes, too, please. So. you know and i have a great to great month of trailers i have to say is for someone who's definitely been more into the marvel movies than the dc movies so far i i'm thinking justice league looks pretty good like i saw that new trailer today too and that looked pretty fun um of course i don't know why they're always trying to one-up star wars and release their trailers like the day before yeah uh, star wars trailers be like hey look at us um yeah I, i definitely have my priorities in order as far as how those movies go 
Um, but anyway, yeah, so with uh, New York Comic Con, they had a few Star Wars panels over the course of, you know, the past couple of days. Um, and just a couple of highlights here, you know, we won't go through all this stuff because um, there wasn't really anything big as far as movies or, you know, Rebels or anything like that. But um, definitely some, like, collecting news, some book news. Um, the first thing I wanted to mention, um, they've got a, a gallery on StarWars.com from a display that they had there at the convention um, with just a lot of like props and costumes and stuff from The Last Jedi. Um, and again, you know, not really anything super new or shocking or anything like that, but just cool to see uh, kind of some of these costumes and props and stuff up close. Um, so definitely, you know, head over to StarWars.com and check this out if you haven't seen these images and you're interested. Um, they've got a TIE Fighter, a First Order TIE Fighter pilot. Um, they've got a couple of weapons from the Praetorian Guards that they describe as a long axe and an electro chain whip. Um, see, I want to see all those in action. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I definitely can't wait to see what that's going to do because both of the weapons that they have pictured here just kind of look like different variants of spears. You know, one's got kind of a curved handle and one's got uh, just more of a straight handle, but it's kind of in sections. And so I'm wondering if maybe the straighter one, which actually looks more like an axe, but just because the handle is kind of in three sections there, maybe that like separates out and does kind of like a nunchuck kind of thing. Uh, like, yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, apparently one of these turns into a chain whip. Um, so who knows? Maybe that's something to look forward to in the trailer tomorrow. Um, they've got a resistance pilot uniform. Um, they've got a pretty cool, uh, up close, you know, a couple pictures of, uh, Kylo Ren's tie silencer. And we can see that in a little more detail. Um, you know, that's looking pretty cool. It's, yeah, it's, I love the coloring of it. It's pretty much all, almost all black. There's like a little hints of dark gray in there, but just from these images and the prop, I just love the dark look that it has. Yeah. It definitely screams Kylo Ren. Mm -hmm, um, yeah. <laughs> and I like that it combines a lot of very familiar design elements to create something that actually does kind of feel new. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it definitely is reminiscent of kind of like a TIE Interceptor combined with Darth Vader's TIE Fighter, but uh, the cockpit definitely has a little bit more of a unique feel to it. In fact, the cockpit kind of looks like, like they chopped the front end of Kylo Ren's shuttle off, stuck it on the body of Darth Vader's TIE Fighter, and then stuck Dar uh, TIE Interceptor wings on it and painted mm. the whole thing black. Um, yeah. <laughs> which makes for a pretty cool looking ship if you ask me totally yeah i have a feeling we'll be seeing that in action in the trailer tomorrow that's a, probably a pretty good bet and i would not complain about that um you know i'm still always down for anything kylo ren so um yeah i hope we get to see some of that in action um and even if not in the trailer hopefully it uh, definitely gets its shining moments in the movie um and then we've got a model of a resistance bomber ship um, couple of, uh, blaster rifle props, a resistance blaster rifle, a first order stormtrooper blaster rifle. Um, we've got, uh, Finn's backpack with a uh, blaster rifle strapped to the side of it. And then some close up images of like, uh, helmets from Kylo Ren and a Praetorian guard and a couple of stormtroopers. Um, so yeah, like I said, not really anything groundbreaking there or super surprising, but, uh, you know, just cool to get some new looks at uh, some of the props and stuff we ex can expect to see in the new movie. And then, uh, you know, just like you said, Tim just can't wait to see him in action. So. Yep. And it just, I'm sure also for fans too, who are at New York comic con, just to see this stuff up close, and, up close and personal. I mean, I remember how cool it was at celebration Anaheim when they had that force awakens display on there and then just seeing all this new costumes, stormtrooper helmets and weapons and all that. 
up close, you know, right there in front of you was really cool. And to see that for The Last Jedi, I'm sure it's got to be awesome for fans who are at New York Comic Con to see all this new stuff. Yeah, for sure. Man, I remember how cool that gallery at Celebration was because, I mean, we got a better look at Kylo Ren's costume, you know, seeing it up close mm, yeah. in, in that <laughs> exhibit area than we did from, you know, any of the trailers or posters or whatever that they released. That's where we first found out about the First Order and the Resistance and all the descriptions for all that stuff, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, definitely cool to, you know, just be able to kind of see this stuff up close, especially when it's, you know, stuff directly out of the movie itself. So um, that's pretty cool. Like I said, these galleries are all up on StarWars.com if you want to uh, check any of those out. Um, also, they had, like I said, some collecting stuff. Um, from the Comic-Con, and uh, specifically one thing I wanted to highlight is just some of the new uh, Black Series figures coming out. Um, I know we don't always cover, you know, all this collecting stuff, but um, I'm definitely into the Black Series figures, and I think some of these look really cool. Um, they've got one of uh, the character DJ that uh, Benicio Del Toro is playing, um, so they've got an image of a, a figure of him here that looks pretty good. Um, they've got a Skiff Guard Lando, they've got uh, Forlom and Dengar, um, and then they've got a new Ray figure that um, is going to be like one of her different outfits from um, The Last Jedi, I guess. And it looks pretty much just like her one that she's wearing at the end of uh, The Force Awakens when she goes to find Luke on Octo, except she's got like the poncho or cloak or whatever you want to call it um, that we've seen her wearing in you know some of the, the trailer or the behind the scenes footage or whatever um, for The Last Jedi so far. But the thing that really stands out to me here, um, I mean, these are all really good looking figures, but the... I guess during the panel, they talked about some of the improvements that they've made and the faces on these look just, you know, a, a whole lot better than the faces on some of the Black Series figures we've seen up to this point. And that's not a knock on them either. I mean, we have had a few Black Series figures where the faces were hit or miss. Um, or I should just say we've had a few where the faces definitely missed. I'm looking at you bug-eyed Poe Dameron. Um, <laughs> but... Man, I mean, they had this guy, um, let me see, I'm trying to find his name, uh, Steve Bono, who is the uh, Hasbro senior designer, I guess, in charge of the Black Series figures, and he said he took over kind of being in charge of that line, like, shortly after The Force Awakens, and he was saying one of the first things that they did was um, they took all the figures that they had made so far, and they just separated them into buckets, and I don't know if he's talking about literal buckets or you know, just kind of categorizing all of them um, into ones that he thought, or ones that, you know, just the whole design team felt were really good, the ones that were, you know, so-so, and then the ones that could use improvement. And he said the biggest thing they noticed, uh, just kind of as a common factor among all the ones that didn't look very good, was just the faces. Um, and, you know, either the eyes in particular or just the faces overall. And he said they've put a lot of effort into coming up with some new techniques for making the faces look more realistic, more detailed. And specifically on this picture of Ray here, I mean, it almost looks like a photorealistic portrait. Um, I mean, not quite photorealistic in the sense that like you can still tell it's an action figure, but just the lighting on there, like, I don't know how much of this is like just how they lit the figure to take the picture of it and how much of it is actually detailing on the figure itself and the way it's colored and whatnot. But there's just it looks so lifelike in terms of just like the skin color and the lighting on it um, that I'm like, man, if they are, you know, sort of committed to doing this to, 
you know, sort of improve like all the figures that they make going forward. I mean, we're going to get some really great and uh, lifelike looking figures. And I've been pretty happy with a lot of the Black Series figures up to this point. Um, like I said, aside from a few that, you know, maybe really don't look that much like their character. But um, this wasn't something that I personally felt like, oh, man, they really need to upgrade this. But just looking at it now, I'm like, man, it makes the other figures look bad by comparison. Like, they really are stepping up their game here. So I can't wait to see, uh, you know, what other figures we get, you know, going forward down the line um, just with these new techniques applied because I think it looks really good. Yeah, I definitely know what you're talking about, especially on that Rave figure. And it's not posted here on the article on StarWars.com, but I want to see because, unfortunately, I haven't been able to keep up with all the stuff coming out of New York Comic Con this past weekend. But I did remember, like, seeing... I even remember who, who tweeted it or if it was some official capacity or just a fan at the convention, like a display case of the new Black Series figures. And they had these ones here, but I also there was a Captain Rex with his Phase 2 clone trooper helmet on there. And it looked pretty cool there. I was kind of hoping the when uh, you sent me the link to the StarWars.com article that he would be on here too. But, you know, if they're paying that extra attention to the detail, I mean, having a figure of captain rex like that would be really really cool so well, hopefully he's part of this so the captain rex figure is actually already out um okay i think he came out on force friday maybe but he was i th he's some kind Did of he? exclusive i don't know if it's walmart or kmart or something but i think he's one of those that's harder to find and he's exclusive to some retailer it might even be like amazon or just the house you know what i think it might be i think you might only be able to get him online on the hasbro shop um, uh, okay I think that's what it is. And, you know, even if I'll check Amazon and see if they've got it, but I can also check eBay. Yeah, because when I'm I saw that curious. picture, I was like, oh, man, that, that Rex looks really cool. And I don't remember, you know, seeing an announcement of a new Black Series figure with Rex in his face to a clone trooper helmet. Yeah. So unfortunately, this is going to be one of those ones that's either going to be really hard to find or really expensive if you just go ahead and buy it online i looked this up on amazon and they've got star wars black series clone captain rex hascon exclusive uh for 99 dollars and 49 cents on <laughs> oh, amazon this is only one left in stock order soon wow um and even if we check ebay let's see how much they're going for on there see if that's the case and if he was on display at new york comic-con with all these figures it would have been cool if you know they just had him be a part of this new wave like officially where it'd be a much easier to get him because it looks really really cool yeah you would think um oh here we go somebody's selling one on uh ebay for 64.98 <laughs> oh is that all yeah a whole lot better um so, yeah, unfortunately, I think he's going to be, you know, harder to get your hands on. Um, hopefully, you know, maybe they'll uh, put it in, you know, put him in a future wave um, that'll just be on store shelves or whatever, um, which I feel like they usually do, especially with the characters that are most popular. Like they might put it out just as some kind of exclusive first, um, just like how uh, Thrawn was a uh, San Diego Comic-Con exclusive over the summer. And then uh, you can get him pretty much anywhere now. Um, after Force Friday. I say pretty much anywhere, just, you know, he's part of the regular wave. doesn't mean he's mm. easy to find. Yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't looked too hard lately, but um, yeah, so Rex is one of these exclusives for now. But I mean, generally when they have their booth at Comic-Con or whatever, and they've got all those figures on display, um, they usually will have like 
some of the new ones that they just announced or like whatever the new upcoming wave is and say like, oh, on sale, you know, November 2018 or 2017 or whatever. Um, but then they'll also usually have like some of the most recent figures from like the last wave uh, that just hit store shelves and stuff like that, too. So that's probably why they had Rex in there. Oh, that answers that question then, because <laughs> I was curious what I didn't see him on here. I was like, why is he being singled out from this new batch, from this new wave if he's in it? But apparently he's not. So, yeah, I, I mean, heck, I would love to be able to get my hands on one. If I ever saw him on a store shelf for 20 bucks, I'd snatch it up right away. But um, yeah, I've I'm come not- to a point now where I go to a Target or a Toys R Us. It's a big deal when I see a figure, a Black Series figure that isn't Constable Zuvio or uh Cassian, <laughs> those, those two are the ones I always see of yeah. the shelves. You know, yeah. I haven't seen a lot of Zuvios lately, but definitely like Cassian, Jin, yeah, uh, Jin's another one, Finn, Chewie, just you know some of those basic characters that. Yeah, I never see Chewie actually. Or yeah, maybe not Chewie. I feel like I've seen a few Chewies, but I, yeah, I would say probably the three most common ones that I see are like Jin, Cassian, and Finn. Finn has been phased out, I think, in my area. I don't see him on there. It's just. Those three, though, uh, well, see, mainly at, especially at Toys R Us. Maybe they sent all the Finns to Arizona and the Constable Zuvios <laughs> to California. Because obviously, during the around the time the Force Awakens was out, the Zuvio was the the peg warmer that you would see everywhere. But I feel like I haven't seen a whole lot of him lately. Um, I guarantee those Zuvios at my Toys R Us are there since the first Force Friday. <laughs> yeah, and even for me, I went to a Target recently, and I say recently, this was maybe. Um, Maybe not quite a month ago because we're just barely a month past Force Friday, but it was sometime shortly after Force Friday, and I was just checking to see what figures they had, and I mean, the whole shelf was just the Executioner Stormtroopers, and they had like 20 of them. Um, That would be nice to see at my target. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, but I, I haven't really been checking too much on those lately. I got my old Jedi Luke, um, and, you know, I'm kind of saving my money for whatever the next, you know real big cool figure is going to be um but uh yeah i don't know we'll see i'm definitely not plunking down 65 bucks for a captain rex that's for sure yeah i mean i love you rex <laughs> but that's too much to pay for any single black series figure for me yeah even if you're one of my favorite characters yeah i mean i think the most i've paid so far i think i actually paid even more for my ahsoka than i did for my darth revan um and i think i got ahsoka for like 32 um, and then I got Revan for, I think right around 30, I think I found him on Amazon. I can't remember if I got him on Amazon or eBay, but either way. Um, yeah, I mean, that's about as high as I'll go for a character that I really like. Um, but anyway, so, I mean, that's just some of the, the collecting news, um, from the New York Comic Con. And then lastly, they also had, I know at least a couple panels, um, just about the publishing and some new books that are coming out and stuff like that. Um, and just kind of my two biggest takeaways from this, um, they've got a, the final cover out now for the Canto Bite book, which I think actually looks really cool. Um, you know, it's black and white and got the Star Wars Canto Bite title on there in red. Um, but then they've got like some yellow highlights on some of the speeders and the coins and you see, you see the am- aliens gambling in the background and stuff. So I think that's just a pretty cool, uh, cover for that book. That's just going to have, um, I think it's just kind of like a collection of shorter stories, right? About, um, just some of the, the stuff that goes on there and the characters and stuff mm. like that. Yeah. Gonna harken back to those old, like, Tales from the Canteen or Tales from Jabba's Palace book. And right. even Maz Kanata had a book. I forget what that was called, but there were certain, for The Force Awakens, I think there was one that had 
just short stories about some of the characters we saw in Maz Kanata's castle. So it's going to yeah. be similar to that vein. Yeah, I remember that. There was It was about, um, or I know there was one about like the Crimson Corsair. Yeah, or he's after Dooku's treasure or something like that. Yeah, and some of those guys. I don't think I've actually read that one, but um, yeah, I mean, that was a, a similar kind of book to what this is sounding like. Um, and I don't know if I'll pick this one up either. I might. I mean, it sounds interesting, but I just thought the cover was pretty cool looking. Um, and then, of course, you know, they got a lot of stuff about some of the young reader books and kids books and stuff like that. Um, they've got, uh, you know, this one about the Cobalt Squadron. That's also one of these books leading up to The Last Jedi. Um, they've got the official cover out now for The Last Jedi uh, novel, which is just the poster basically from, um, you know, the, the teaser poster that they put out at Celebration. Um, where it's got Ray with the blue lightsaber and the rest of it is just red and you see Luke and Kylo's faces um, up top above her. Um, but really the one other big announcement from this uh, was that uh, Timothy Zahn is writing a sequel to his Thrawn novel uh, called Thrawn Alliances and it's going to be about a team up between Thrawn and Darth Vader. Um, so that sounds like it'll be pretty cool, especially for any th fans of Thrawn. Um, I still haven't read that first book um, but especially, you know, if anybody was a big fan of that and, you know, was looking forward to a sequel from it, or if you just want to see, uh, Thrawn and Vader together in the same story, that should be pretty cool. Yeah. I haven't read the first novel either. That's one of the few new canon books I haven't read. And since it's going to be coming out soon as a comic adaption, I think I'm just going to check it out that way. But yeah, it's cool that he is getting a sequel. I know I've heard mixed things on Thrawn actually. I know some who love it and some who thought, you know, it was just Okay. But you throw Vader into it, that's sure to <laughs> gain some more excitement about it. But I got to be honest, part of me was a little disappointed when I heard that because I was kind of holding out hope that maybe in this final season of Rebels uh, where Thrawn and Vader might be shown together first in an episode there, maybe like one of the final ones. Because I'm not sure if Thrawn's going to make it out alive in the season of Rebels. We'll have to find out. And if he does go out, it would have been cool if it's by Vader's hand. So I was kind of hoping to see both of them together in Rebels. But they kind of made a big deal about Vader and Thrawn showing up together in this book as kind of like its own exclusive, unique thing. So kind of, you know, losing hope a lot where it's going to happen on Rebels in season four. But it would have been a cool thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it could still happen. You never know. Um I, I mean, regardless of whether he shares the screen with Thrawn or not, I would love to see Vader come back one more time for Rebels, um, especially because, I mean, I know a lot of people are predicting that Kanan's not going to make it out alive this season, and what better way to have him go out than to just have Vader finish him off, um, you know, as one of the last remaining Jedi in the galaxy. Um, so, I don't know, I, I think that would be a really cool thing to see to you know, just add to this final season. But I don't know. We'll see where they go with that. Yep. Yeah. It would just be a nice, you know, like you said, have Vader be a part of the final season. Just for one sequence, because he was such a big focal point of the second season. Just such a major exciting thing for us fans when we knew he was going to show up in the series. So it'd be nice to have him, you know, have one final send off in the show. But we'll see. I'm still having, yeah. I'm having hope, hope for Vader, but maybe not Vader and Thrawn. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. Even if they're not together, like, I mean, I could see Thrawn maybe getting taken out in a battle with Hera and just, you know, the rebel fleet and whatever. Um, and then Kanan's off doing his separate Jedi thing and runs into Vader. Um, so it could be a separate thing. But yeah, that definitely would still be on my wish list of things to see for this final season. 
Um, but speaking of Rebels, we actually got some uh, descriptions for the first six episodes of the season. Um, and I think we talked about this a little bit maybe on our last episode, just about the schedule and like the episodes that had been announced for the first half of the season. Um, and this isn't quite for that entire first half, but like I said, for the first six episodes. Uh, so we've got Heroes of Mandalore Part 1, um, and it says Sabine leads K Ezra Kanan and an army of her fellow Mandalorians back to her homeworld to rescue her father from the clutches of the Empire. Uh, Heroes of Mandalore Part 2, when Sabine discovers the Empire has resurrected a devastating weapon she created and plans to use it against her people, she must decide whether to destroy it or use it herself. Um, in the name of the Rebellion, Part 1, uh, as members of the Rebel Alliance, Ezra and the Ghost Crew must accept a mission to spy on an Imperial outpost they would rather destroy. Um, and in the, in the name of the Rebellion, Part 2, uh, after being separated from Hera and Kanan, Ezra and Sabine join the desperate quest of Saw Gerrera to hunt down the, Empri the Empire's elusive secret superweapon. Um, and then we've got one called The Occupation that says Ezra and the Ghost Crew are called back to Lothal when a new Imperial threat rises. And Flight of the Defender, <clears throat> um, Ezra and Sabine steal an Imperial prototype TIE fighter, but must rely on some unexpected help to escape from Thrawn. So, uh, sounds like definitely we're going to be getting an eventful uh, first batch of episodes to start off the season. Um, and some pretty cool stuff in there. I mean, I <clears throat> definitely like the mention of Saw Gerrera, and we knew we were going to get to see him again this season. Um, but, you know, not just that we're going to be seeing him as a member of the Rebellion, but also that he is still on the hunt for the Death Star. Um, and thinks that the Empire is up to something. So we'll see how far they get and, uh, you know, maybe how close he and Ezra and Sabine get to uh, actually finding out about the battle station. Um, but that should be pretty cool to see. Um, obviously, Mandalorians, it's going to be awesome to see those guys again. And uh, it definitely seems like, I don't know how, maybe how long of an ongoing story arc it's going to be, but you can tell kind of just from the trailers, like, I think the whole thing about um, going back to Lothal and uh, trying to free it from Imperial occupation and kind of returning to the place where, you know, the whole ghost crew, like, started their journey together, I think is going to be a big theme of the season. Yeah, definitely. And just, I think I've said this before, too, where the first half, it definitely sounds like it's really going to be focused on the rebellion against the Empire and, you know, the new formation of the Rebel Alliance and how they're going about things. And that's why I'm really excited about the two-part episodes uh, in the name of the rebellion. And Dave Lodi's hinted that we're going to see, you know, why saw it, you know, leaves the Rebel Alliance and goes off, you know, with his own partisan group. I think we're going to see the fallout happen in those two episodes, which should be cool. So, yeah, the first half is going to be dealing with that. And then I think once we get to the second half, it's all going to be about Ezra and where his story goes and his connection with the Force and all that. So yeah, I think it's going to make for a really cool season. I mean, hardly any, like, at least from these first six episode descriptions, like no filler episode uh, are going to be present in this first half of things like and. Dave Filoni is into that, that too, saying, you know, there's not going to be very many of those like one-off filler type episodes. It's, you know, all of them are just going to be flowing through like at a rapid pace of finishing off these stories, which I think is going to be make for a really, you know, nice, cool, cohesive season in this final one for Rebels, even though, as we know, it's going to be a shortened one. So, yeah, it's going to start off with a bang with uh, Mandalore going back there and then having more to do with the Rebel Alliance and Saad Guerrero and just the different missions that they're going to be going on and just how... You know, it's not going to be just as straightforward as you would think. Like one of the descriptions was where they, you know, need to spy on an Imperial outpost that they would rather destroy. So seeing that conflict within the Rebel Alliance should be cool. So, yeah, I mean, just another thing to look forward to this month. Just one week after we get the trailer tomorrow, we get new Star Wars Rebels. So, mm -hmm. yeah, this more awesome stuff on the horizon is going to be so much fun. Yeah, starting up Monday the 16th. So 
um, yeah, like I said, once we get that last Jedi trailer, we will have plenty of stuff to uh, bridge the gap um, yeah. as we wait for the actual movie to come out. We've got, um, yeah, Rebels starting on the 16th, and then about a month after that, we've got the release of Battlefront 2, um, and, you know, more Forces of Destiny coming out in the meantime, so... Uh, definitely plenty of cool stuff to hold us over for the rest of the year. Um, and speaking of Forces of Destiny, that's the last thing we're going to mention here. Um, uh, let's see. We've got, I don't know, how many new episodes have they released so far? Like just this week? Yeah, we got four new ones. Four, okay. So yeah, I mean, I know, um, was it like last weekend they showed the, uh, they had a new one that aired on Disney XD, um, like a half hour short showing some of the new ones. Um, and then, you know, they've gone back to releasing like one a week. I honestly haven't kept up with all of these yet. I'm definitely going to check them out at some point. I've just been kind of busy this week, but I did get to watch the one with, um, Ahsoka training at the Jedi temple with Anakin and Yoda and learning the two lightsabers for the first time, which you guys have probably heard me talk this to death. At least anytime we've talked about forces of destiny, that that was one thing that I have wanted to see since Clone Wars season three. Um, you know, when she, uh, first started using those two lightsabers, I was like, man, it would have been so cool if we just got like a short scene of her sparring with Anakin in the Jedi temple, learning how to use these before she just randomly pulls them out, you know, while they're out on a mission or whatever. Um, and I think this filled that gap perfectly. Mm -hmm. It wasn't quite what I expected because it was, uh, you know, had a lot more to do with Yoda than Anakin, uh, training her. But, um, I don't, I still thought it was really cool. It basically would have made a perfect, you know, kind of short prequel to um, either like the Mortis arc or the Citadel arc from season three of Clone Wars, um, just to, you know, seeing her get that training in. So I loved it. Yeah, me too. Definitely the highlight of just the entirety of Forces of Destiny so far. It was just so cool. And, you know, just not only to seeing the lightsaber fight, but the fact that uh, Yoda, what he taught her about using two lightsabers, how they go hand to hand is like a master and apprentice would. So just, you know, teaching her how to use it and tying it into her you know, her and Anakin, I thought was great. But just seeing them spar off was totally cool. And, and you know, I really, I mean, it's hard to think this wasn't intentional because, you know, <laughs> how Dave Filoni works and his crew and how they tie certain things in together. Just the way Ahsoka fought and that last move that she did where Yoda attacked her from behind. She just put both her lightsabers to the back of her to block his attack was almost exactly like she blocked Vader's final attack in the Twilight of the Apprentice episode. So, mm -hmm. That had to be an intentional callback, which I think was awesome, where, you know, first learning to use uh, two lightsabers here still paid off in one of her final battles or potential final battles. We'll see what happens to her in her story later on. But I just thought it was cool how they played, tied that in and played out with her lightsaber trainings here. So, yeah, I totally agree. This episode was awesome. And, yeah, there was four new ones, and that was easily the highlight of them. But the other ones were still cool, too. Um some of the other standout ones I thought were uh, another one with Ahsoka was her and Padme flying in Naboo Starfighters. And just visually seeing the Naboo Starfighters that they were flying looked really cool. I mean, Padme was flying in like a chrome uh, one that was almost like Captain Phasma's armor. And we know Captain Phasma's armor is taken from, you know, uh, the Naboo or some of the same style of Queen Amidala's ship uh, from episode one. So it made sense that there would be a Naboo Starfighter ship that was made from that same, you know, chrome material also. So it looked visually, it was neat. So that was a cool one. And then there was another one with Sabine and Ketsu that was probably the weakest one of this new batch. Um, but it was cool that Hera showed up finally in the series. But then the other big one was with Rey, Chewie, Finn, and Han, or Finn and Han making their debut in Forces of Destiny, where they're, you know, in hyperspace trying to go to Maz Kanata, but... Uh, 
on-car plot, you know, there was like a bomb tracker on there that they had to get off and, you know, the Falcon and put it out before it explodes. So it was cool to see Finn and Han in there. The voice of Han, I thought, you know, wasn't quite the best. It was kind of going for more of that grizzled, uh, <laughs> older Han-style type of voice, which didn't really feel quite like it did in The Force Awakens, but it, it still got the job done. It was just cool to see him in here. So, yeah, another cool batch of Forces of Destiny episodes, and there's more coming on the way, which would be, I believe, October, I want to say the 29th, 22nd, somewhere at the end of October, like, because this one aired last Sunday, there's going to be one a few weeks from now on the following Sunday, right? On Disney Channel, so um, I think I there. think that's the last Sunday of the month. Okay, I'm checking right now. Yeah, it is definitely the 29th. Okay, okay. so that's where we're going to get the next batch of episodes. Which uh, the only one that's coming to mind that they didn't show in this new batch was one with uh, Leia and the Ewoks on Endor again. Because <laughs> I don't if you remember seeing that new trailer we got. More stormtrooper incompetence on Endor. Like we see him tied <laughs> up with the Ewoks, how Han Luke were tied up, you know, about to be cooked by the Ewoks. They need to see one just whack a stormtrooper with its stick while it's tied up. I was like, <laughs> I already know that was not going to be one of my favorites, but I'll still be watching anyway. And hopefully there's more like uh, Teach You I Will from this Latch Bats. Cause like you said, that was just awesome to see and something we've. I know I've been waiting for it, but you even more so was wanting to see that. It was just cool mm-hmm. to finally get that sequence played out in Star Wars canon. So, yeah, it was great to see that. Yeah, I will say I was a little disappointed in myself that um, I didn't quite catch that callback to Twilight of the Apprentice when she does, like, the double block behind the mm-hmm. back thing. Um, just because I haven't watched that episode in a while. Um, but it was weird. Like, just kind of the way they framed it, I could kind of tell. I was like, wait, is that kind of supposed to be, like, significant in some way? Um, and actually, I texted my sister um who is also a huge star wars fan and like ahsoka is right up there with her favorite characters and yeah we both used to watch clone wars together like the clone wars movie came out when we were in high school and i used to call her snips and so uh mm-hmm. you know she loves ahsoka and i i texted her the link to that episode and i was like oh my gosh if you haven't seen this yet like you got to check this out and the first thing she sent me or the first thing she replied with after she watched it was like okay that was cool but why did they have to do the thing to remind me of the vader fight and like oh it hit me in the feels and i wasn't ready for that and um i was like oh that's what that was from i should have caught that but uh, yeah that was really cool to see and so i guess you watched the the airing of it on tv when this came out right yeah okay so and it it was just those four episodes no they incorporated some of the older ones that they showed a few months ago. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But I should mention too, which was cool about the Disney Disney channel, Aaron was that they actually had these few little segments with Maz Kanata introducing the stories that she was telling where like after a commercial break, it'd come back with her, you know, just sitting outside her castle, warming a pot of tea. And she was like, it slowly introduced the, next short that we were going to see which i thought was cool okay that's cool because yeah i think it, even in like the first trailer for the series they actually showed a little bit of maz Kanata and it sounded like she was going to kind of be a little bit more of like a storyteller or like narrator type role mm-hmm. than just hearing her voice for two seconds at the beginning of every episode so good to know that they actually uh you know they actually see her in those yeah it would be nice if they put that on the ones they released online too but maybe they want to you know have something exclusive for the tv airings i don't know but that's right because when we first got the announcement they did say like you just mentioned how she was going to be like the storyteller of this and then when the first batch got released she would just do the intro and say the same thing for every intro of the episodes and it kind of didn't you know play out as we were thinking of it so when i finally saw the airing and saw her like 
oh yeah, that was her original purpose that they described she was going to be for Forces of Destiny. So it was mm-hmm. good to finally see that come to fruition in those Disney Channel airing. So I just hope if they ever do release it like on Blu-ray or something with a collection of all these shorts, they include it on that. I would hope so. Oh yeah, I would figure they probably would. Um, well, anyway, so cool stuff there. Um, you know, Forces of Destiny, new episodes out now, more coming later this month. Uh, Star Wars Rebels Season 4 starts next Monday, uh, so check those out. And with that, I think we are ready to jump into some Battlefront 2. And just in case you're wondering, for those of you who are just listening to the audio podcast of this, um, yes, we're going to be doing gameplay of Battlefront 2, but also, you know, we'll be kind of talking over it. I'll be kind of narrating just some of the things that were going on, you know, objectives that we're trying to hit, whatever. Um, And also, like I said, we'll be talking about uh, just some of the news related to the game. Um, Specifically, they just released a video video. just before the beta came out that uh, detailed a lot of the stuff that's going to be in the final game. Um, so we're going to talk about a lot of that. Um, so don't worry, you know, this isn't just going to be another hour or so of just silence as Tim and I sit here and then like scream at our TVs as we get shot and stuff like that. Um, there's going to be, you know, hopefully plenty of, uh, you know, still good discussion and news coverage and stuff like that as we're playing. Um, not exactly sure how this is going to go, but should be fun. I've been wanting to try this out for a while. So uh, hope you'll stick with us here and uh, hope you guys enjoy it. So we'll We'll get our news up here. We'll get our Xboxes fired up, and uh, we will go ahead and jump right into some Star Wars Battlefront 2 beta. Oh, yes. Let's do it. guys we are back with some star wars battlefront 2 beta gameplay here um for those of you who are listening to the podcast i uh, hope you enjoy for those of you who may be watching on youtube for the first time um this is part of episode 99 of star wars the saga continues um, i'm kyle i've got my co-host tim with me and uh, we do a star wars podcast you know where we talk about the movies and uh, upcoming news and rumors and stuff like that but we're also huge battlefront fans and so we wanted to do an episode kind of uh, just running down the battlefront 2 beta um but we figured rather than just talk about it why not try uh having some fun with this and play it while we're talking about it um and just kind of give some commentary um and then i figured why not try to record this as well um so we'll see how this goes uh we actually just tried this once and i realized i can only record 10 minute clips on my xbox one so um this is you know bear with us here this you know might be a bit of a work in progress but uh you know hopefully we can have some fun here and you guys can uh get to check out some of the gameplay footage and uh, also just enjoy our commentary and we'll be breaking down some of the news and stuff related to the game um so let's go ahead and jump in a match here as you can see uh this is still just the beta um 
at first they didn't really have the group like matchmaking system worked out all that well but um you know we got it working here i'm darth slim tim is j knight five um, and we're in a group successfully now um so we're gonna jump into the play menu over here and uh multiplayer and we'll jump right into some galactic assault um, so anyway, while we're uh, waiting to join a match here, I um, just wanted to talk about this video that uh, they released a few days ago called This is Star Wars Battlefront 2, um, narrated by John Boyega, who is a huge Star Wars Battlefront fan um, and has been a, a big proponent on social media of some of the stuff, some of the features that were not in the first game that we're now getting in the second game, like a single player campaign. Um, and they had this video with him running down uh, just you know, kind of breaking down some of the stuff that's going to be in the game as far as planets, uh, vehicles, heroes, all that kind of stuff. Um, and they made a big point of comparing it to, uh, you know, the amount of stuff that was in Battlefront 1 um, and just how much bigger and better this new game is going to be. Um, so you can see here we're in a match in Galactic Assault on Naboo on the droid team this time, um, which I'm sure Tim is bummed out because, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but hopefully we'll get to show you guys both sides. Um, I mean, I like playing as both, but I'm definitely a bigger fan of the clone troopers. Um, and I think I'll start out with the specialist class. I've done pretty good with that. Um, I've got an upgraded sniper rifle here, so let's go with this A280 CFE. Um, and I've got a modifier on here that enables a three-blast burst. Um, so hopefully get to start off and snipe some people right at the beginning. I like to start off as a specialist class because you look down the streets of Thede and you can see where all the clones are spawning. And it's usually just like 30 seconds of sniping mayhem before everybody starts getting <laughs> to the objectives. Um, yeah, I'm just going to be the basic assault right now. So see how I do with that. I will say... I've done pretty well with bat battle droids more so than the other troopers I've played in this beta. So <laughs> we'll see how I do in this one. Yeah, I've also noticed it seems like when you get to play in the MTT as the droids, I, I've racked up a lot of points that way. Um, all right, so let's see here. I do hate seeing the clones all lined up as prisoners with hands behind their helmets. Like, I just want to rescue them. <laughs> Take out all these battle droids. <laughs> I can't tell if I'm hitting anybody. I'm getting hit, that's for sure. Um, I haven't died yet, so I'm off to a good start. I should say, like, I'm not very good at Battlefront, even the first one. So <laughs> if I die, I'm probably going to die a lot, but it's still tons of fun to play, even though I'm not the best player on it. But we'll see how I do. Yeah, I've done okay. I have to say, I'm not the best sniper, as you guys can tell. I'm kind of just firing wildly down the street, hoping I hit something. I'm hitting and people, as much as it pains me, I just got to kill with a clone trooper. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's going to be the worst part about Battlefront 2, playing the battle droids and killing clones. Yeah, unfortunately. But it's always fun to play as the bad guys every once in a while. It's definitely a blast when you get to play as Darth Maul. So, oh, let's see. Here we go. There's a clone over there. Gotcha. Um... All right. So anyway, as I was saying with the video, though, um, you know, they were talking about all the all the maps, all the new game modes, all that good stuff. Um, so we've got 11 planets in Battlefront 2 at launch up from, you know, four in the last game. Um, <laughs> Thankfully. Oh, let's see. Oh, sweet. I took out the guy that had the uh, ion disruptor. So as Big you can shield. see here, the clones are trying to. Um, oh, see, now I'm doing better with sniping. The clones are trying to pick up these ion disruptors and uh, hit the droids mtt um and obviously this first phase of the battle they're trying to take it out and destroy it but even if they don't destroy it all the way um just all the damage that they do is going to reduce the amount of reinforcements that we have to work with 
during the next stages of the battle. So hopefully we can keep that damage to a minimum here. I'm right behind you. With some oh, clone cool. troopers in our sights. Got one guy. And one got Whoa, me. Whoa, <laughs> crap. Where did that come from? Oh, he came up behind us. Yeah, the, the uh, specialist class obviously is going to snipe. Oh, here we go. I'm going to jump in the MTT. You guys can see a little bit of that. Um, but yeah, the, the specialist, you know, normally is like a long range sniper class, but you can also, uh, you got an, an ability, um, that I think is called like infiltrator or saboteur or something like that, that, uh, lets you switch to a close range weapon and just run around and, um, get up close and blast people with that EE four. I think it is, um, that's like a short range burst weapon. So, um, yeah, definitely hard to, uh, you know stay alive when you're getting shot by that thing uh let's see and then here i am in the mtt i've got a defensive boost i can give to droids around me i can also just blast clones ah oh, he got away from me oh i got an assist though um and then uh, you've got a scan pulse that actually reveals enemies to you and i discovered also uh, reveals them to your teammates around you so that's useful i gotta remember to use that as much as i can uh, here, guys, have a defensive boost. And then that ability on the left is uh, like a more powerful cannon. I just noticed Let's on like that. the other side of the lake, you see a bunch of citizens of Naboo just running around, scurrying away from the battle. <laughs> I didn't notice that before. Oh, there we go. I got out of the MTT. Um, yeah, all the big vehicles have timers on them, which I guess they did in the first Battlefront, too. Um, if you get in like an AAT tank or something like that, or a ATRT for the clones, um, you can just stay in those till you die, which by the way, the ATRT is fun and I've done really well with that. Dang, who shot me? Oh, didn't look out for that, uh, clone assault trooper back there. I'm just going to jump in the MTT again because you also can rack up a lot of points in that thing, um, especially from buffing your teammates around you. So, um, hopefully this will be a good way to rack up some points and I can maybe show off Darth Maul or something like that. Um, but anyway, as far as the video, like I was saying, the, uh, the maps in here that we know of are going to be, um, we've got Kamino, Kashyyyk, and Naboo from the prequel era. Um, from the original trilogy, we've got Endor, Hoth, uh, Tatooine with, uh, Moss Eisley this time around. Um, Yavin 4 and the Death Star 2, um, and then we've got Takodana, uh, Starkiller Base, and Jakku from the new movies. Um, so definitely just seems like a good amount of content. You know, I liked that video just seeing, you know, everything that we're going to be able to do in the final game. Um, you know, all the, the locations and stuff that are going to be in there. I mean, it seems like definitely a big upgrade over the first Battlefront game. And I should just say, we obviously loved the first Battlefront game. I know a lot of people that were, you know, pretty critical of it or just disappointed with the lack of content. Um, and sure, we were disappointed, uh, especially that there wasn't prequel era stuff. Um, I know that was probably the biggest disappointment for both of us. I know yeah, a lot of definitely. people were disappointed that there wasn't a single player campaign or whatever. Um, and I'm like, yeah, single player is cool, but like, I just want to play this for the multiplayer, but I want clones. Um, but they're delivering on all those fronts this time around. Um, lots more maps, you know, more eras, obviously more heroes. I will say probably the most disappointing thing for me this time around is that, uh, at launch, it looks like there are only going to be, uh, 
two uh, Clone Wars era heroes available, which is Yoda and Darth Maul. Um, although I did also hear a rumor that they've got Obi-Wan and General Grievous pretty much ready to go and that they just wanted to take some more time to sort of fine-tune Grievous's abilities and stuff. And so those hopefully should be some of the first DLC characters we get. Um, and obviously lots of room with, you know, what they're doing with the free DLC to uh, expand on this later down the line. Um, I just but, loved in that video, though, giving us our first look at gameplay of Kamino in... God, like just as awesome as this beta is, getting a sneak peek at Naboo, Camino just—that's going to be the best map so far, as far as looks. I mean, just seeing the action taking place on Camino, the rain crashing down, the waves going by, just looks incredible. And because before we just mainly had you know CG cutscenes shown in trailers, the concept art when it was first revealed, but seeing the actual gameplay of Camino, man, it looks so so good, and just can't wait to play that. That's going to be the first map I think we're going to go to when we play for the first time. <laughs> yeah, and I am going to absolutely agree with you on that. Um, even just to get a brief glimpse of it in the trailer looked really cool. Yeah. Um, but man, I can't wait to play on that one. Oh, there's somebody on an ATRT over there. Let's see how much damage I can do to that guy. Oh, and then all these clones are jumping out right here in front of me. And my gameplay clip just ended, so I'm going to go ahead and start a new one. Oh, and I'm out of the eight or the MTT. But uh, yeah, I mean, and of course, it's cool to have John Boyega narrating that video because, you know, he's mm -hmm. a big Battlefront fan, too. Um, and it was just cool to hear him say the words, you know, clone troopers and Camino. <laughs> Someone from the sequel trilogy era, era mentioning prequel planets and stuff, which is cool to hear. That's true. Actually, you know, what? I was going to try to save up enough points to get Darth Maul here. But um, this match looks like it might not take very long because uh, the clones are kind of wrecking our MTT here. So I am going to try an AAT tank, which I have not actually played as yet. Um, so hopefully I do pretty well with this. Like I said, I have played with the ATRT on the clone side, and uh, that was a lot of fun. I was able to rack up a lot of kills with that thing. So hopefully I can do the same here. Uh, let's see, where are we going? Can this thing sprint? Oh, a little bit. Yep, like like I said at the beginning, I'm not doing too bad as the battle droids. I only seem to do good as them. And we were talking about this before, where like maybe because they're not the easiest target to hit, <laughs> as skinny as they are, and as mobile as they can be. So maybe that plays a factor into it. But it's just yeah. funny that my least favorite soldiers in Star Wars are the ones I'm doing the best as. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, this is gonna suck. I'm, like, stuck under the MTT. I don't know. Oh, it could finally be a super battle droid. This is my first time trying them out. Let's oh, see. It might not be for very long, though, because, like you said, they're kind of kicking our butts right now. Yeah, I'm using this top cannon on the AAT, and uh haven't gotten any kills yet. But, oh, wait, there's some clones over there, I think. Uh, it's good to have a jetpack. That's one of my few things I got to get used to when Battlefront 2 is the jetpack not being one of your standard star cards. I just want to click that left bumper and fly around when I need to get out of stuff, but it's not there. So Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that they went with the B2 rocket droids. Um, but I think that's one thing that's pretty consistent in the game as far as the specialty classes. It seems like every faction's got somebody with a jetpack. Which is pretty cool. I mean, I think they're pretty fun. Um, yeah, definitely. Just I haven't done too well points. with the rocket super battle droids. Oh, crap. Um, yeah, so you can see here the 
clones beat us. They took down the MTT before we could get to the palace there. Which is um, fine. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, now, I mean, we're going to play as the clones next, and obviously I hope we do well, but I also kind of hope we don't take it down that quickly just so you guys can see some of the gameplay from inside the palace too. Yeah, because um, that's, I think for me personally, that's where it gets really fun in this mode. Just, yeah, and it's a, whole, it's a whole different animal once you get in there. Um, totally different way you got to play. I mean, out on the streets when you're trying to get those ion disruptors, you can, you know, it's wide open. You can snipe people and stuff. But then once you get inside the palace, it's just a crazy crowded melee in there. Yeah, so good. I got to say, too, I like it in this case where the clones defeat the battle droids out. It just shows the Naboo starfighter ships just shooting down the tank with their missiles and just flying above it. It's a short, but I think cool cinematic to end the mode. Just seeing, again, that those prequel era, prequel Hera ships just flying around in the game is so cool. Yeah. So I like that little nice touch how it ends. Yeah, and who knows, maybe we can, uh, in the next match, maybe try some uh, gameplay with one of the starfighters or something like that. Um, but we'll also do Starfighter Assault. We're not just going to do Galactic Assault this whole time. Um, but wanted to start out with this one first. Yeah, here we go with the clone troopers. Yes, and we had to make sure we played as the clones. We just had to. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, so let's see. I was a specialist last time. So let me show you guys some of the different classes here. I'll go with the officer. Um, and don't worry, I'm definitely going to play as the clone heavy at some point, too. That's one of my favorites with the chain gun and everything. Um, I just got to say, too. It's even in the menu as we're looking at right here. It's the clone trooper designs. It's just they just look so awesome. You guys who heard me on the podcast know clone trooper helmets, in particular the Phase Two armor, are my favorite trooper designs in all of Star Wars. And the fact that they're back in Battlefront is just so so cool. Just to see them look this good. I mean, it, just totally geeking out as I'm playing this now. And just how it was when the first time I started the beta. Just so cool that they're in this now. Yeah, and actually, I really love the uh, the clone specialist helmet. It looks like yeah, it's like the night vision helmets that the clones use on Ambara in the Clone mm -hmm. Wars. And um, man, when you do like the single player arcade mode that they've got on here, there's one of the scenarios you can play as Darth Maul, and you've just got to run around by yourself and like kill as many clone troopers as you can. And I had like a total General Krell moment uh, playing <laughs> that the other day when you're. Um, you know, playing as a, a villain with a lightsaber and, you know, running through the palace and you see uh, those clones with those helmets, you know, kind of carefully peering around corners looking for you, even though it's Darth Maul. And he's awesome in his own right. But I was like, man, I feel like General Krell right here on Umbara. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, especially a double-bladed lightsaber. You got two of them in those episodes. So I could definitely see where you got that feel. Yeah. And as you can see, I just got killed with my... Oh, wait, I was not trying to be a specialist. I wanted to go back to the officer, but that's all right. Um, shoot, where's that droid? I, I just remember, too, grenade over there. when I played my first mode in the beta, where oh. I downloaded it late Wednesday night, like at 1 o'clock in the morning, and fortunately enough, the first mode I got into was Galactic Assault on Naboo as the clone troopers, and... That feeling I was hoping for, being so excited and pumped that we're going to be able to play clones in the prequel era, and finally being able to play as them in my first mode was everything I was hoping for. It was so cool, despite not doing the best, but just walking around as clone troopers, so much fun. It's like, mm -hmm. so glad it's finally here. Yeah. As you can see, I'm kind of getting wrecked as the officer. I'll come back to that, because I need to do more team play with that guy. Um, but for now, let's go with the heavy. And even though I've got that upgraded weapon there, I'm just going to go back to the DC-15 standard clone trooper rifle. I love using that with this guy. Oh, hey, and Tim and I are spawning in in the same school. Oh, nice. Yeah, there's... Say hey, hi, hi, Tim. Hi, Hello. Tim. Um, I don't think I have any emotes set. I probably should do that, too. <laughs> yeah, I well, I have some set on my heroes. I don't think I have any unlocked for the regular troopers. 
Let's go this way. I see a droid. There he is. Ah, he ran away. Get back over here. Oops, I saw you get hit, so there's got to be one close by. Oh, I got him. No, I didn't get oh, hit. Nice. You might have been looking at a different guy. Uh, let's see. Where are they hiding out? Oh, there's one. Oh, there's a guy right in there next to me. Yeah, I see him. Get him. I got me. <laughs> Definitely not doing as good as I did with the battle droids in our first battle. Yeah, you know, and I don't know if we mentioned this yet or not, but the clones kind of blend in on this, or the droids, I mean, kind of blend in on this map. I mean, they're kind of the same color as yeah, all the buildings true. and stuff. So they've kind of got a little bit of home field advantage here. Oh, wait, there's one. Oh, he's dead. As One thing you can I see, wish we've for. got AAT or uh, LAT gunships up in the air shooting lasers down. It's just crazy Star Wars chaos that is wonderful to behold. Definitely is. Uh, I, I know. I would love to pilot one of those gunships. I wish it was where like two players could be in the gunship. I'm not sure if that is in the game there or not. Maybe it is. It'd be awesome. But you know, one being the pilot, one being the the gunner with the laser, that'd be so much fun. No, it's just uh, all you can do is. Um, control that uh, sort of bubble turret. Okay, it's kind of like the U-wing, I guess, from the Scarif map. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot like that. Yeah, that's what all oh, a feature that needs to be in Power <sighs> co-op in the ships. Oh, I got sniped by a guy behind me. Oh, here, let's see. I don't know if they've got any ships in the air. I kind of hope they do, so I'll have somebody to shoot down. But I'll show you guys some Naboo Starfighter gameplay. Get back. Got the droid, yes. But, no, um... <laughs> I just went flying by the tank. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah, I think they've also improved the flying controls a lot more in this game. I like, uh, you know, it's kind of the feel of what they've done here. Oh, come on, take him out. Yeah. So that's interesting you say that, because it took me a little while to get used to the new flying controls, where, like, a lot of it's on the left thumbstick now where when i first played it i crashed right away like whoa what's that <laughs> it's like this isn't what i'm used to yeah but, well oops. see it um i think it's pretty much the same as it was in the first game only now you can use the uh left and right on the left thumbstick to roll like i'm doing right here um yeah, and there are, threw me off at first yeah and there are no more just kind of automatic like button presses that you can do to do like flips and barrel rolls and stuff like that you have to um kind of just fly manually and do all that yourself so if you want to execute some fancy maneuvers you can just kind of do something like that um not I that i'm getting used to it though yeah i i just kind of pulled off a fancy little flip thing here like i'm definitely not an expert at this yet um there's nobody up here for me to shoot at and i'm not even gonna try well okay maybe i'll try a little bit doing a strafing run on the ground but i always seem to crash when i do that or just you know make it through but don't hit anybody like you kind of just saw me do there um actually i guess the next time we get a hit on the mtt i should try to hit that Oh, here we go. There's a droid tri-fighter. I can shoot that guy down. Um, oh, no, I can't. Somebody else already did. Or maybe he <laughs> crashed. I don't know. But he's dead. Um, We're not doing too much damage to the MTT tank, so we might be going into that second round. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think we probably will.
But also got to mention too how awesome it is hearing D. Bradley Baker as the clones. I mean, we heard it in the trailer, but when you're actually playing it and hearing his voice giving out commands or giving battle cries, it's just so cool. You know, just like you're playing a Clone Wars episode. And the battle droids too, with their voices being the same. It's just a nice touch. I'm so glad the developers put in here. Just adds so much to the effect. Oh, yeah. There's just an extra level of authenticity for that, mm-hmm. I think. And, I mean, not that it wouldn't be great having uh, Tamara Morrison voicing the clones, too. But, um, I don't know, especially for those of us that are, are big fans of the Clone Wars animated series. Um, I think, you know, it's really cool to have Dee Bradley Baker in there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've, and, you know, we've seen so many Clone Wars episodes where you hear him doing the voice of all the different clone troopers and... Um, I mean, it almost makes it feel like you're playing in your own Clone Wars episode or something like that. Yep. So I love that. I would love to see some maps from an actual Clone Wars episode like Umbara or something like that. But I don't know what our chances of that happening are. Um, yeah, yeah I really hope that's part of the season pass or not season pass, but they're uh, I forget the term they're using for it now. <laughs> it's on those with season pass. Well, but. they're just calling them seasons, um, that's but right, it's okay. not going to be like big content packs like we had with the last game oh sweet just took down a tri-fighter um but yeah it's it's not going to be big content packs like we had with the last game where you know you wait like a few months and then have um you know like a new planet with like three or four new maps and two new heroes and two new star cards and stuff like all come out at the same time um it's going to be a lot more um kind of slow and steady uh you know a map here a hero there you know every couple weeks or so um i don't know exactly how often but like i i just get the impression that we're going to get new content released more often than it was from the first battlefront game um just in smaller doses yeah yeah exactly in smaller doses and uh with the seasons it's just that they're gonna kind of have that stuff all be themed around the same thing um within kind of a certain window so they've talked about how like the first season is going to be the last jedi but we're not going to get like a a big last jedi season you know pack thing all at once but it's just going to be like the first batch of content you know it might be a new map one week um some new heroes the next week um but just all based on the last jedi um as you can see i tried to do a strafing run on the mtt there and was not able to get my missiles off in time but hopefully i did a little damage i'm at least managing to stay alive and not crash into anything and someone I just spawned thought... his ray so oh cool you see her running around the battlefield against darth Whoa, maul too shoot. <laughs> watching him duke it out right now <laughs> oh nice yeah, I got to play as Ray one time. Well, I've played as her a couple of times. But there was one time in particular I spawned like inside the palace um, and was like, all right, let's go kill some droids and just charged in, ran around a corner and ran right into Darth Maul and Boba Fett. And uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that did not go well. As you can see, now the battle's going inside the palace, so it just kicked me out of my fighter. Um, so I'm back in here with my heavy trooper and we got to go defend these door gates. This is where some battles can get pretty intense. Oh, I see that big red dot on my map is a hero, and that's Darth Maul. Finally a jetpack trooper. Let's shoot my barrage out here. Oh, boy. (laughs) There he is. My jetpack didn't save me. (laughs) Yeah, we both got taken out. 
Uh, let's see. All right, I'll try the officer again. So this is obviously going to be your support class. You can give enemy or give your allies health buffs. You can uh, throw down a sentry turret. I'll probably go stick mine in this doorway right here. Unless Darth Maul's right on the other side. That was pretty cool. Like he, his light, the door was shut, happened. but his lightsaber kind of still seeped through it. <laughs> it was a cool little visual. His lightsaber almost like breaking down through the door, almost similar to Qui Gon. Yeah. And then I've got a pretty good little pistol here. Uh, let's see. Whoa. Oh, and there's Boba Fett. Lovely. I don't know. Hopefully Ray's still on this map with us. I haven't seen her yet. Hopefully she didn't get taken down. Yeah, I don't know. She might not have lasted long against Maul. Alright, so let me use my team buff thing here. Oh, Maul's still out here. Hey, yeah, I helped him. By him. And you saw me just shoot that rocket battle droid into the ceiling. That was fun. <laughs> nice. Oh, crap. Even... And now we're outside the mission area. At least I don't think you actually have a timer here for how much time you have until you can return to the mission area because it knows, like, these doors are now shut and I am trapped on the wrong side of them. Let's throw a flash grenade. And hopefully these droids yeah, can't see anything now. Quite a few battle droids on it. Oh, that guy. Oh, man, it's been flashbang. Racking up I don't know how I killed a few here. droids by the middle of a flashbang. <laughs> <laughs> Just blindly shooting and I got some. Nice. All right, I'm going to go back to the officer. I got a decent amount of points that time. As you can see, I've got enough saved up for uh, both a Wookiee and a Jet Trooper. But I'm going to keep saving my points and see if I can get a hero. Oh, and I guess they got past phase two, so now we're trying to defend the throne room. Yeah, it's funny. Even though it makes total... doesn't make any sense that Rey is a hero character in this era of Star Wars, but it is cool visually just to see... You know, Ray fighting with clone troopers, and we know how isolated she was on Jakku, and thinking you know Luke was a myth, and just only hearing stories about certain battles. I just, for me personally, like my little non-head canon, I guess, <laughs> since this doesn't count, where Ray is really experiencing battles with the best troopers the galaxy's ever saw in the clones. So it's just cool visually to see her fighting with the clones in, the, in this mode of the game. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of have mixed feelings on it. I don't mind it for now. Um, but obviously I think one of the reasons they've included this in here is just because they don't have, um, you know, a ton of heroes from all the eras in here yet. Um, so I think at launch, what we're going to get as far as heroes is, um, like, uh, Rey and Kylo Ren, obviously, uh, Yoda and Darth Maul. And then for the rebels, uh, we should have Luke, Han, Leia, uh, Chewie and Lando, and then um, for the Empire, we've got Vader, Palpatine, Boba Fett, uh, I think Bosk, and then Iden Versio. Um, and then, of course, first thing we're getting after launch is Finn and Captain Phasma um, from some Last Jedi DLC. So hopefully, um, I don't know if they'll add any more uh, sequel trilogy heroes. I mean, I guess you could maybe add Poe Dameron, um, and 
I don't know, maybe like a Praetorian Guard or something like that. But, oh, here we go. I will play as Ray. Oh, nice. And uh, hopefully not die. Yeah, it would be interesting if, you know, like you said, she's not in the final game and this map on Naboo. But if not, it was still a cool experience to have her with the clones in the beta, if that's all we're going to get. Yeah. Well, no, I, I think in the final game, we will get her for the time being. Um, I'm kind of hoping that once they add enough heroes through DLC that um, you can have at least like maybe three heroes from each era that then um, they could go back to having it just be era specific. Oh, crap. Um, oh, Maul's dead. All right, cool. I don't think I can take credit for that, but <laughs> uh, let's see. Do this thing, which shows me where enemies are. Ah, was right behind you, but I just got taken out. But I see you just took out all the battle droids that killed me. It's so nice. Cool. Yeah, one thing as a hero, you definitely want to keep moving because the uh, the heroes are a little more squishy in this game than they were in the last game. But you can also regenerate health without having to find little health pickups. So that's kind of a, a trade-off that they've done here is they're easier to kill if you can kind of corner them in a group and just mm. gun them down. But if, you, uh, if you're a hero and you take some damage and you're able to get away and hide for a few seconds, you can get that health back. And I think one thing I have noticed, like if you take a bunch of damage, like maybe once you go below half health or something, then like you can only get up to like 50% of your max health back. Um, you can't get it all the way back, okay. but at least there is some kind of system there where um, you have a chance to kind of regroup and, and get back in the fight. Um, but yeah, yeah, you did pretty well there. I didn't get to see what my final kill count was or anything, but, um, anyway, so that's Galactic Assault. Uh, should we go ahead and back out of here and maybe do some Starfighters? No, I'm up for that. All right. That's probably the mode I've played the most so far on the beta, Starfighter Assault. A little bit because I wanted to get used to the controllers after I said that. Uh, it took me by surprise. I had to get used to it. So, so that's probably why I played it the most, but it is really fun when she, at least for me, when I got the hang of it. Yeah, I'm liking that a lot, too. All right, so here we go. We're starting up a Starfighter Assault match now. Um, and like I said, they, they changed uh, kind of the way that the Starfighter controls work a little bit. Um, doesn't feel too much different from the last game, but I do think it feels better. Um, also, one big difference that we didn't really mention is uh, you can't just, like, hold the left trigger to lock on anymore and then just kind of fire and have it automatically hit people. Um, you kind of have to do a little bit more precision aiming, which I was kind of worried was maybe going to be, uh, kind of difficult, but, um, it actually hasn't been too hard and I've been able to, uh, rack up some pretty good scores in some of these matches. Yeah. Same here. Uh, this is one of those other extra things I had to get used to a little bit, but once you do, I, at first I was getting shot down a lot, but when I started playing this match for a long time, I was able to rake up some pretty good kills as well. And another new thing about Starfighter results. There's more ships to choose from. We can actually be a Y-Wing, which, you know, I was hoping would make our friend Paul Herman happy and play more Starfighter Assault. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think it's working so far. Not even Y-Wings, I think, can turn them around into flying ships and space battles. But it's cool as another option to have. Yeah, definitely. And I've actually done pretty well with the Y-Wings. I like those. So, yeah, like you see, just like with the uh, troopers, we've got classes with Starfighters now. You've got the fighter, the interceptor, and the bomber. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start with a bomber, so I'll be a Y-Wing because um, to start off the uh, with the objectives here, we've got to take out some Imperial cruisers, and Y-Wings are definitely the most effective class for that. And as you can see now, like when I pull the left trigger, instead of locking in, it just zooms in, and you can kind of get a little bit better view of what you're aiming at. Um, and to lock on, you just press the missile button, 
um, and press it once to lock on and then wait for it to be done and then uh, press again to fire once you got a lock. So, um, so I just took that guy out. Use my droid to repair my ship. Also, I like that the Y-Wings have this um, like auto ion cannon thing. And I just got wiped out. Yeah, I got killed by, by a, got killed by another bomber. Those things are pretty powerful on both sides. Yeah, getting hit by an ion cannon messes you up pretty badly. Yeah, because <laughs> it quite a few times. it does damage you, but it also kind of it basically slows your ship down. But it also just kind of adds this visual effect of you kind of shaking and you know being yeah. kind of shocked. <laughs> it is a, it's a little disorienting. You can also double tap the missile button to just fire your missiles without aiming. So I like doing that when you're taking on the cruisers because they're a pretty big target anyways and they're not really going to go anywhere and again just got to mention too on a visual standpoint how amazing this the space environments look here with the star destroyers the, the like the shield gauge thing that's right there on the planet just even the stars in the background just everything that's taken up to a whole nother level in Battlefront too that just makes it pop out at you it just looks so awesome yeah man it looks really good I mean, the, the starfighter, the space environments, you know, all that stuff looks cool. The, I mean, like we were talking about the clone troopers and droids and Naboo and everything, that looks really cool. I mean, one thing you can pretty much always expect from EA and DICE is like the production quality is going to be good, mm -hmm. and especially when they're working with a, a big property like Star Wars. Um, you know, they're going to want to do that justice and have it, you know, kind of have that same feel um, from the movies that people are looking for. So um, that was you know, definitely one thing the first Battlefront delivered on, and no surprise that uh, they're hitting that out of the park again here. Um, all right, so we're doing pretty well on those cruisers. Let's try a Starfighter, and we'll see how we do with the X-Wing. I'm moving on from an X-Wing to an A-Wing. Yeah, I do like the A-Wings. I'm not as crazy about the TIE Interceptors because their weapons work a little bit differently. Um, I think the TIE Interceptors maybe hmm. do, like, more damage per shot, but their weapons overheat way faster. I find myself doing pretty good with a TIE Interceptor, actually. Just in general, I seem to do better when I'm the, the Empire and, like, he's a fighter squadron or now this and Starfighter Assault. And as you can see, the uh, X-Wing is pretty good for taking out these frigates, too. But um, they're also a little bit more maneuverable and still pretty good for dogfighting with other ships. See if I can get this TIE fighter here. Gotcha. Got you. Yeah, definitely doing a little better in the A-Wing than I did in the X-Wing in the early get going of this match. And the Imperial Cruiser's been destroyed. Oh, we got them both. All right, cool. Oh, crap. Some so bombers now... flew right in front of me, but somehow survived it. <laughs> uh, well, that's because the bombers are more durable than your little A-Wing. No, I survived his... Uh plowing right into me which was surprising <laughs> oh okay i thought you were saying that i i thought you died and the bomber survived that's what i was expecting to happen but <laughs> somehow <laughs> we managed to get through it all right so yes. we took out the frigates and now we've got to fly inside their shipyards here and uh take out some shield generators that are protecting their star destroyer now, this is a cool section of this mode, I thought, because it's almost like when you go in there trying to destroy those shield, gener shield generators, it's like a mini version of the Death Star 2, where you're going inside into there and that the enemy turn of the Jedi, because it has that look. Yeah, it kind of does. And I also like the, um, I mean, how the whole outside of it kind of looks like the uh, shield gate on Scarif from Rogue mm -hmm. One. 
Yeah, it's like a nice blend of the two of Rogue One and Return of the Jedi and those space battles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like this here. As you can see, I'm getting locked onto by an enemy missile, and you can't just, you know, do a flip to, you know, magically evade it. But if you fly well enough, I mean, you can, you know, just flying around stuff, kind of using cover to break their lock that way and break their line of sight. Oh, here we go. I've got enough for a hero ship. Um, let's go with Poe Dameron. I've only used him once, I think. But, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a little more challenging, but also kind of makes it feel more realistic that you have to kind of execute all these maneuvers yourself. Yeah. Like I said, just one of the things that, you know, takes you back a little bit when you're first playing, but once you get the hang of it, it starts becoming, you know, more normal and second nature as you're flying. Yeah, it definitely, um, it feels, I don't know, it feels right just once you get used to it. Um, let's see, I'm going to fly in here, see how much damage I can do to these shield generators. I've got a double proton torpedo there and took out one of the generators. I'm not even sure what the rest of his abilities do. I know that one on the left is BB-8 and he repairs some damage to your ship for you. Um, not sure what that middle one does. Now would be a good time to find out. Yeah, I guess so. I'm trying to chase down this TIE fighter here. Let me go. BB-8, fix me up. Yeah, I would love to play that Poe Dameron X-Wing just to hear BB-8 sound effects, too. <laughs> as you're Oh, dang, I got taken down by... Oh, I guess it was just a TIE fighter. That's one thing I kind of don't like about the hero ships. And, I mean, this was kind of the same case in the first game, too. Is, um, yeah, they've got more health. They've, they do more damage, but if the enemy, uh, you know, the people on the enemy team get a, get wind of the fact that you're playing as a hero, suddenly you are priority target numero uno. <laughs> right behind you. Try to go into that seal gauge. And they got a couple bombers in here. Oh, nice. Took yeah. him out. Or somebody else took him out. I was right behind you, so hopefully it was me. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, it might have been us. you. I just know I got an assist. Yeah. I wish some more people on our team were playing the objective. We're running a little low on reinforcements here, but... Yeah, sometimes it's hard where you you see TIE fighters in your sights and you just want to take them down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I got to destroy the shield generators. Yeah, I guess Somebody's that's one of the big things that's going to be about off. Starfighter Assault, where it's not just standard, you know, fighter squadron where you, whoever takes down all the enemy's numbers first wins. I mean, you actually got to do objectives in here, which is cool, but kind of part of me wishes there is just kind of like a fighter squadron mode where you see who which team lasts the longest by taking down the other ships. Yeah, um, and I mean, I don't know if they might still add something like that. Um, after launch. Also, I mean, I know with the uh, Galactic Assault, they're going to be kind of changing up um, sort of the objectives and stuff. Like, it kind of varies by map as far as what you have to do, um, you know, to win the objectives on that. So maybe they'll... Which I think is cool. Yeah. yeah, and they might do that with Starfighter Assault, too. Um, you know, there might be, uh, like, one particular map where it's a little bit more of just kind of a team deathmatch. Um Man, yeah, there's Thai bombers out here that are just kicking our butts. Um, and unfortunately, man, we're down to two guys left. Three. Ah, oh, we we're lost. <laughs> oh, well. 
Oh, I just love it though. We lost this one, but if you're on the Imperial side and you win, where the Rebel Corvette just you see it flying, then a Star Destroyer just comes out of hyperspace and just destroys it. Yeah, <laughs> similar to what happens in Rogue One. It's just a really cool visual. Yeah, those cutscenes at the beginning and end are pretty sweet. Oh, cool! I got MVP. Ah, nice. All right, and my gameplay clip just ended, so we'll just wait for another match to come up. So do you think another Starfighter Assault on the Imperial side, or should we do Strike? Uh, I don't know. you feeling Imperials? If, yep, let's do it. I usually do pretty good with the Imperials anyway, like All I said. Right. So hopefully it'll be the case now. And I'm going with the tire receptor. All right. So here we go with uh, another uh, Starfighter Assault match with the Empire this time. And we're going to try to keep the Rebels away from our ships. Um, and, of course, you can see you've got the uh, star cards here that you can equip to, like, adjust your... Or give some different upgrades to your ships. And you got the same thing with, uh, you know, the ground troopers, obviously. We didn't really go over that in the Galactic Assault. But um, you get... Credits through winning these matches, you use those to open crates, and then, um, you know, it unlocks all kinds of either replacement abilities. Um, like if you saw me using the barrage with the heavy trooper back in Galactic Assault, that was something I had to add through a star card. Um, but also sometimes it just gives you passive abilities or, you know, increased damage or whatnot. Um, so I'm going to start as just a regular TIE fighter. And it's interesting, Tim, what are you, how are you feeling about kind of the, um, the whole crate system and the, the unlocking and upgrading star cards and stuff like that. Cause I mean, I've heard some mixed things about it um, just as far as kind of people's perception of it. And obviously this is one way that they're like adding in um, like the microtransactions. And so you can buy credits to like get more of these crates uh, quicker. And that's kind of taking over, uh, you know, this is their way to get extra money to make up for the fact that now all the DLC is free this time around. Yeah. I gotta be honest right now with a little bit i played with the beta not a huge fan of it that's probably my biggest critique on it right now as fun as it is to play it like i said before i'm not the best battlefront player uh, but it's still fun but at the same time too in the first game what i liked about it is that you know that didn't necessarily mean i wouldn't be able to play as a hero or certain ships i did kind of like where they were just spread out on the map and whoever got it was able to be that hero or a ship now with this one i have yet to be a hero character at all because either I don't do well enough to get to enough points to be them. And by the time I do, it's either the match is already almost over or I have enough points to play as them, but someone else already got them and I can't do it. So I have a feeling that's going to be a problem a lot <laughs> for players who aren't that great, kind of like I am. And just even adding the hero characters, sometimes just like the support characters were, you know, the jetpack clone troopers or the Wookiees, super battle droids, stuff like that. It's, pretty rare when i get to be him i got to be a few of them as we were playing right now but that was the first time i actually got to play as them was was today so i'm kind of worried that that's going to be the norm was the more matches we play and i'm sure there'll be some rounds where the rare thing will happen where i play good and i get to be a hero character but i would kind of like that to be the norm and not the rarity so not a huge fan of the you know the crate system and the leveling up and the points you earn in match right now just because I don't think it's balanced well enough just yet. And as far as, you know, sometimes for those players who, you know, want to pay for the 
good items right away. I think that could be an issue too, where you know you're playing, you just start playing the game, and you already got these other players who you know have these so much better weapons and armors than you, and they're kind of be hard to kill, but they can kill you right away. Which you know it's probably going to be a turnoff for some those who are just you know early going Battlefront players and want to get into it, but find themselves just getting so overmatched in certain rounds. So I think that could mm. be something that could be a little problem. So we'll see how it turns out the once it does finally come out and see how the balancing works of it. But hopefully it's something that EA and DICE are, you know, aware of and will pay attention to. And hopefully, you know, that it doesn't become such an uneven playing field such in the early going. So I am a little concerned in that regards to the game. Yeah, I will say I mean, this is just for me personally. I don't have too much of an issue with it so far. I mean, it seems like the bonuses that you get from the star cards are, like, enough that it's noticeable and that it can make a difference in your game, but also small enough that it doesn't feel like if you drop a bunch of money on crates and, like, level up all your star cards before everybody else that you're going to be, like, totally overpowered. It's still going to come down to skill and, you know, knowing the maps, knowing how to use your weapons, um, and you know, it's not like you can get all these star cards and like make yourself into like some invincible God player. Um, mm. so I don't have too much of an issue with it. I mean, we'll see how it ends up being with the final game. Um, obviously I would kind of prefer it if there were no, uh, microtransactions, but you know, when it comes down to either that or like a $50 season pass for the DLC, um, I do kind of like the the flexibility that this gives them because then you know with the first battlefront game i mean we had just the season pass it was like four dlc packs spread out over the course of a year and i think they've said with this game i mean they're going to support it as long as uh people are still playing and still into it and as long as people are still you know as long as they're still making money from those transactions um you know like i mean they could keep adding more and more content like well into the future and we could get a lot more of some of these you know clone wars maps and heroes and stuff that we want to get so um i mean i guess we'll the the jury's out until we see how it plays out in the final game but um i don't have too much of an issue with it so far yeah hopefully that'll be the case i mean i will agree where i will take this over you know paying for like i said 50 dollars for a season pass for, you know, one of the complaints about the first Battlefront was that maybe that content should have been in the game originally and you're paying another $50 for a content that should have been an already $60 game. So the fact that we're getting that uh, extra DLC for free is cool and I can live with the microtransaction stuff. I just hope it's not taken advantage of by a lot of players. That's mm -hmm. my concern. Yeah, well, and the other thing too, I mean, obviously the stuff you get out of the crates is going to be random. Um mm -hmm. So, I mean, there is going to be a correlation there. If you spend more money and get more crates, you probably are going to get better stuff. But it's not like you can pay to unlock one certain ability that you, you know, really want to use or that you're, that you're really good at using. So, um, and as far as I've noticed, I mean, just from playing the beta so far, I've already gotten a decent amount of credits and been able to buy a lot of crates just through playing a lot in the beta. Now, obviously, I'm a Star Wars fanatic and somewhat of an addict when it comes to Battlefront, so I'm probably going to put a lot more hours into this game than your average player, but I don't feel like... Like, at this point, if somebody were to jump into the beta right now, and you can't you can't buy uh, crates in the beta right now because, I mean, nothing... Your star cards and upgrades and stuff that you get right now aren't going to carry over to the final game anyways. Um... But I haven't noticed anything 
um, like as far as the star cards I've gotten and stuff, I don't feel like somebody could jump into playing this right now for the first time, drop a bunch of money to get a bunch of crates and end up with better stuff than I already have from putting into the, putting okay. in the hours into the game that I have. Um, I mean, unless you're going to spend like several hundred dollars and just get like, you know, a huge haul of crates and then it's like, well, more power to you. I'd rather, you know, enjoy the game and have a life and money for groceries, but yeah. you know, to each his own. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but I'm, I'm not too worried about it. I mean, the fact of the matter is like people want all this extra content in there. Um, but like it costs them money to make it right. And so like, they got to have some way to do that. But then people always complain about paid DLC. And so they're like, okay, well, we'll give you pay free DLC, but we got to find some way to, to make some extra cash to keep making that DLC. And I agree. Like if it was something where like with the first game, you know, if it was like, felt like there wasn't that much content in the game to begin with, and they're trying to do this just to, you know, kind of make up for it and uh, include stuff that should have been in the game at launch, but then they're pay charging you extra for it or even, you know, charging you for the microtransactions so that they can keep supporting that stuff. I might be a little more disappointed, but the fact that they're doing that to just continue, you know, be able to support the fact that they want to continue adding content to the game when there's already as much as there is right now anyways, like, I'm okay mm -hmm. with that. Yeah. They've already shown us that they can listen to the fans and, you know, put the stuff in the game that we felt like was missing from the first game. Like the fact that we've got all three eras, we've got better space battles, we've got ground battles on 11 different maps. Um, you know, we've got classes, we've got a bunch of different heroes and villains. I mean, like I said, I feel like the only thing that really might be missing at this point that I would say like, oh, maybe that should have been at the game at launch is, uh, you know, at least a couple more heroes from the prequel era. Like, uh, you know, maybe Obi-Wan and Grievous or, you know, I would love to see Anakin or heck even Ahsoka, um, you know, Django Fett, some guys like that. But, um, I mean, that's really my only gripe as far as, um, like maps, game modes, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I think we're getting enough at launch that it already feels satisfactory as kind of a, a full package. Definitely, and, um, yeah you know, this is just going to supplement that. Yeah, I totally agree. And as we're playing as the Imperials and Starfighters are right now, I did see Slave 1 fly by, so someone did get that villain pickup. But man, one of the best new features about Slave 1 is that seismic charge when you see mm -hmm. that go off. <laughs> it is so cool. Like, that's one of the attacks where I'm on the opposite side where I won't mind getting killed by that because it looks and just sounds amazing every time it goes off. Yeah. <laughs> I have had the pleasure of being killed by the seismic charge before. So, <laughs> <laughs> I've had the pleasure of being killed by it and killing with it. Nice. Well, that's got to make it feel even better. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty sweet. As you can see, I've got my TIE bomber here. Got this ability that shoots multiple missiles at people. This thing is just a powerhouse. It's always fun too where you're trying to evade a missile but at the same time as you're evading it you take down a enemy ship in the process mm -hmm. so i did that but still trying to evade that missile <laughs> this one's not letting up there yeah, i'm go. trying to take out these rebel uh corvettes me too because those are gonna um when you take those out it drops their reinforcement count as you can see uh well let's see i i haven't really been going over the objectives all that much for this part of it um but they've got these docking clamps on the Star Destroyer that they're trying to take out. 
Um, oh, here we go. Did we get that one? Yeah. Yeah, we're annihilated. Oh, there's a seismic charge. Nice. There we go. Yeah, so you got to take out the docking clamps on the Star Destroyer. That exposes the reactor core, and then you've got like 20 or 30 seconds to go attack that and do as much damage as you can. And we won. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they were trying to do that. We were stopping them, and then also the Rebels had their Corvettes flying around, and taking those out will drop their reinforcement count. And obviously when that reaches zero, then we win. So, uh, like we just did right there. And this player, Ghost Sniper, dominated in yeah. Slave 1. Oh, I got 21 kills. Well, 11 kills that weren't AI. <laughs> yeah, so Starfighter Assault's a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely enjoying that one. A, a nice then... upgrade to Fighter Squadron, I will say. Even though I do, like I just mentioned before, oh, I like just the simplicity of Fighter Squadron. Getting stuff with this type of objective set in this really cool atmosphere in space is a lot of fun to play. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Um, and man, I just cannot wait to play uh, Starfighter Assault with the Republic and get to be Me in too. an ARC-170. I mean, especially because we get to play the uh, some of the Republic ships on the Galactic Assault map. You've got like the uh, Clone Wars era Y-Wing bomber. Um, I just quit out of that, by the way. I was going to go ahead and jump into a strike match since we haven't tried okay. that one yet. Yep. Um, but yeah, you've got the Clone Wars era Y-Wing bomber, you've got the V-Wing, but on Naboo for the Galactic Assault, you get to be the uh, Naboo Starfighter, which is cool, but man, I really want to get to play a uh, ARC-170 and fly around in that thing, so I am definitely looking forward to uh, some Clone Wars era space battles. I really hope the Battle of Coruscant is some DLC that's going to come in the future, because mm -hmm. the, the map that we play on this Starfighter Assault in the beta... It kind of reminds me a little bit of the Battle of Coruscant, but if you just mix that in with the Republic era ships and just the massive amount of you know separatists and Republic ships over, hovering over the planet of Coruscant, like we saw in Revenge of the Sith, I think it would be so awesome and so fun to play mm -hmm. in Battlefront too. So I'm hoping that one's coming down the line too. That would be really really cool. Yeah, I would love that, and I think that's got to be, you know, as far as Clone Wars DLC um, or you know prequel era stuff, not just from the Clone Wars. Uh, TV show or anything, but I mean, that's probably yeah. got to be near the top of the list. Um, I would think probably first thing we get might be like an Utapau map with Obi-Wan and Grievous. Um, but then, yeah, Battle of Coruscant would be awesome. And then also, you know, we got to get the Battle of Geonosis at some point. Yeah, if we got Geonosis for, you know, just a ground battle map and then the Battle of Coruscant for a Starfighter Assault map, I would be totally happy. Yeah. I mean, if that's it for the prequel stuff mixed in with. The ones you're already getting in the game when it launches, I'll be mm -hmm. totally content with that. Oh, yeah, I think I'd be fine with that. Yeah, Geonosis, Utapau, and Battle of Coruscant for space. That would be quite sufficient. Um, all right, so here we're going to do Strike, and we're playing as the Resistance against the First Order on Takodana. Um, you know, I the think... Resistance Assault Soldier almost looks exactly like a clown trooper. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's, he's got an oddly Django-esque face. Um, but let's see, I think I'm going to be an officer for this. And then, uh, so the strike mode's pretty fun. This is one of those smaller game modes that is just going to be like eight versus eight. Um, we've got almost a full match right now, but, uh, basically there's like an artifact in Maz Kanata's castle and the first order is trying to go in and steal it. Uh, and as the resistance, we're obviously trying to defend it, um, and keep them from stealing it and taking it back outside to an extraction point that's like by their, uh, landing shuttle. But, I mean, man, look at just the amount of detail in here. Like I know. Re recreating so Maz Kanata's castle from The Force Awakens. I don't know if they, like, 
if this is directly based on you know photos from the movie set or whatever but it looks pretty authentic um, I'm, tr I'm trying to look for the basement where Moz kept Luke's lightsaber in the chest. So can we go in, in that there. area? <laughs> so you can see I'm an officer. I just buffed my teammates there. Great, oh, the first crap. order officer who took it already. I'm on his tail. Oh, Take no, him out. <sighs> out of my range. Oh, that stormtrooper's got me. I do actually kind of like playing as the officer. Um, obviously not a big combat class, definitely more of like a kind of support role, but um, you can buff your teammates. You got a turret, which I love throwing those down and just kind of letting them do the shooting for you. Um, but then also with this upgraded pistol I've got, that thing actually packs quite a punch. And the First Order has their package right by the ship. Yeah, so at least for this map on Strike, it's pretty similar to Cargo on uh, the first battle. Yeah, well, wow, that was, that was quick. <laughs> well, at least we get to be the First Order sooner. Yeah. Yeah, so I think obviously this is the last of the three modes in the beta, so uh, we'll probably wrap this up after we do our First Order match. But um, I don't know, Tim, what are your kind of overall impressions of this so far? Yeah, I mean, I should say I haven't played as much as I wanted to, but unfortunately came out uh, for a weekend where I had a lot of stuff going on. So I haven't played it to get, you know, a full, you know, I got enough opinion, I guess, to say what I think about it, but probably not as much as you and I know other players have. But for what I played, it's really fun. I mean, what I was hoping for with the errors that we're getting, it delivered, especially the Naboo map, the one you get to that second stage, I think it really kicks into like high intense gameplay gear that I was hoping for when you're playing the clones against the battle droids. And uh, Starfighter Assault, like we just talked about, I think that's tons of fun. It looks amazing. And just having it be more objective-based, I think, is cool, too. And I like Strike, too, where we were talking about this a little bit before, how depending on the map, you're going to have different objectives. It's not going to be the same thing for each map. Because I think one of them was, you know, you have to steal an AT-AT on Endor. I mean, how cool mm -hmm. is that going to be <laughs> as you're playing as the Rebels? So I like how there's going to be more variety in the modes and the maps that you're going to play in those modes. I think it's going to make for, you know, some really cool, unique gameplay stuff that we didn't experience in the first Battlefront game. And yeah, like I said, the only negative I have on it is just, you know, how you level up in the actual map to gain your hero characters or vehicles and stuff like that. Just, you know, not making it a level playing field at least from what i experienced in the beta as far as everyone getting a chance to be those characters because you know everyone wants to be those hero characters as much as they can so mm. hopefully that will won't be the case the more i play it and get more experience and do better in certain matches so but man it just looks so so good as we're just starting the as the first order right now i was drooling over how amazing the clone troopers look but these first order stormtroopers and their armor it looks pretty realistic and it kind of took me back when I first saw it in that new video we were talking about with John Boyega because that was kind of our first look at the First Order on Taco Donna and you'd see them walking in the forest and one of them has that flamethrower and you see the flametrooper it just looks so cool and then actually playing it in the game yeah it just looks even better so graphics wise it's as stunning as I was hoping for and I can't even imagine how it's going to look on the Xbox One on a 4K TV that's going to blow me away so I can't wait for the Xbox One X to come out oh man 
So you mix that in with the fun glade play that these modes are, you know, showing us so far and finally getting the prequel era with the clone troopers. I'm just ecstatic and can't wait to get the final game when it comes out in November. So it was definitely a nice tease uh, to get us even more hyped up for the game when it comes out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I like that we got to play something with uh, all three eras. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, the three different game modes I've really enjoyed so far. Um, even though there are only going to be five game modes at launch, I mean, I think that's fine because you've got your big team objective-based ma- mode with Galactic Assault. Um, you've got your smaller uh, team-based objective mode in Strike. Um, and then you've got uh, just your basic team deathmatch with Blast. And then you got the Starfighter mode and... Uh, then you got the heroes versus villains. So they've got all their bases covered um, as far as I think, you know, all the stuff that people really want to see. And then I think like you uh, mentioned earlier, it's nice that uh, even within the game modes, um, they're going to kind of switch up the objectives and that um, it's not going to be playing the exact same thing on, uh, you know, the same game mode every time, but that even within, you know, when you're playing Galactic Assault, it's going to slightly vary by map. Um, You know, I think, yeah, they've got some... Well, I know, like, the Naboo map that we played, the droids have their big MTT uh, going down the street. Um, and with the... Um, I think on Kashyyyk, uh, they've got two MTTs, and so that's going to probably be an even bigger, more chaotic battle. Um, yeah, that's... I f- forgot that you mentioned that, because on the official Battlefront 2 website, they kind of list the modes of like the objectives for the maps on that mode and the one on Kashyyyk sounds really fun I mean just take it straight out of the battle we've seen in Revenge of the Sith where if you're starting on the droids you're coming you know emerging from the water storming the beach and you're the clone troopers protecting the down Republic ship and trying to pre- prevent the droids from getting there to me that just screams that Revenge of the Sith battle I can't wait to play that <laughs> yeah I think that's gonna be really cool um with Camino, I'm not even sure if there's going to be an MTT. Like, they didn't mention it specifically, but there could be. Oh, man. These guys up on the wall of the uh, palace. Oh, you know what? I can get yeah. up there with my jet trooper, probably. I took some of them down, but they, some, they're still creeping up there and surprising us. Oh, okay. Um, like, right there. <laughs> I want to get a get good view there. of... I, every oh, time I get it's so too that, high entrance of Moscanata's castle. I want to look at the flags, but I get killed every time that I do. But I would like to think most of the ones from The Force Awakens are there. I'm not sure I if think all they of them all are. There, are. But, oh, okay. nice. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't really look at it myself, but I think I saw either like a video that somebody posted or, uh, you know, just talking about little Easter eggs that are hidden in the game. Um, and yeah, I think all those flags are on there. Gotta look yeah, out for the final first one <laughs> and the Boba Fett. There we go. Yeah, I mean, you can. I'm in, right in front of it right now. Yeah, I see a uh, Mandalorian banner up there. Trying to get to where you're at. See if I can take him out before I get shot. Yeah, I like the jet troopers a lot on this one. Um, you okay, don't, yeah, now I'm you, you don't have just the the same sort of vertical thruster jetpack like you did in the last game, but you can also use it to go. Uh, side to side both just as a little dodge move but then you also have a, an ability that um, lets you just kind of fly horizontally for a little while um, i got the artifact oh nice get and i'm oh dead. man i was about to go protect you <laughs> the same guys on the roof we got a turret and just oh man he shot me in the face bad aim on my part but yeah i definitely like the mobility of those jump troopers 
And their pistol's pretty powerful too. I mean, it looks like they got a little dinky gun, but <laughs> um, it packs a pretty good punch. Is the artifact still down there where I died? Yep. Can I get in there though? <laughs> I'm going for it. All right. I am covering you. Oh man, now there's an officer up on the other side. Jeez. Or actually, that might be the same guy that killed me before. I think another guy's got the artifact. Okay, cool. I gotta get that guy off on the roof. He's taking everyone out. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to snipe him and he found me first. But I think I thought he was on the other side, so I was looking in the wrong place. But I'm gonna try to get the jump on him for once. There's a bunch of resistance soldiers by there now. You can see as a specialist, I've also got these electro-binocular things that you can use to see where people are. I will say there's still that return to mission area where you're walking out of the map. is still a little annoying where you're you know trying to get to the objective and it still says, oh, you're out of the map area. Yeah. Get that to was the, annoying. Get to the more. objective, just not by going that way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Got the artifact. Nice. Run for it. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is where the jetpack would come in handy. Yeah, I'm gonna be killed later. Well, the problem is class. with the uh the they don't let the specialist classes pick up the artifact. Oh, that's right. I found that, that out the hard way. Before, yeah. Even in the first Battlefront, like if you were playing cargo or something and you had the cargo and then used a jetpack, you would like automatically drop it. Um, so I wasn't expecting to be able to, uh, you know, play as a jump trooper and just grab the artifact and fly away with it. But um, yeah, this time around, they won't even let you pick it up. All right, let's switch it up. Let's try a heavy trooper. Actually, let's see. I'll use my upgraded gun. Yeah, now they got turrets surrounding it. Oh man, we've done all this gameplay footage and I haven't even used the sentry mode on the heavy yet. <laughs> which is one of the things I was most excited about coming into the game just because... I mean, I was more excited about it with the uh, the clone heavy. Uh, sure. <laughs> just because it makes you feel like, well, the clone heavy. Yep. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, just having that big old chain gun is cool it's just a very situational thing like if you pull it out and just try to you know run through the forest with it and like mow down enemies you're gonna get killed real fast because um, i think it gives a defensive buff to like your teammates around you when you're using it but you also like move really slow and it's got a high rate of fire like can do a lot of damage in a concentrated area but it kind of uh takes a while to get kind of started up with firing it and then it also um you know you move slowly even trying to like aim or change directions with it so um it's definitely something you want to wait till you're in a good situation to use when you've got like a high vantage point and see a bunch of enemies coming around a corner or through a doorway or something like that and you can just light them up and i'm doing what you just talked about i got the jetpack trooper and i can't pick up the artifact as i'm in my castle <laughs> <laughs> But I'm going to die soon, but <laughs> it's always fun that when you start using your jetpack, you get killed and you just go flying around. No, oh, not knowing yeah. where to go. You just crash and blow up, which just happened to me right now. That's another one of those things, like you were saying, kind of like getting killed by the, uh, 
firm uh, the seismic charge on slave uh-huh. one. It's like, well, it's too bad I'm dead, but at least I got some entertainment out of it. Exactly. <laughs> oh crap! All right, I have a bunch of points, but both of our special classes are taken. So uh, let's try an officer again. So close to getting it again. The bubble shield are another thing that I'm missing as far as like an impulse just to press the button and have it, you know, ignite as I need it to cover myself when picking up an item. But yeah, only for certain classes now. I don't necessarily mind that they got rid of that, though. I mean, the heavy's got that shield on the front of his gun that he can use. um, And I didn't really show that off because I got mine replaced with a barrage. But um, haha, didn't look behind you, fool. Oh, cool, you got the artifact. Got the artifact, and I'm heading out. Oh, here, I'll give you a buff. Oh, nice. wait, where'd you go? Uh, oh, I was getting shots on running out of there. <laughs> Let's Come see. On. So far, nice. no blast of fire is hitting me yet. Nope, there's some. Oh, it's hitting me. I'm getting shot by a Wookiee. Almost there. Anyway, I forget what I was talking about right no. before. Oh, <laughs> the lack of bubble shield. Um... See, I could have used it right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like that they've still got something similar that gives you a little bit of protection. But, I mean, that was something that people just kind of spammed the crap out of in the last game. And it was so close. Wow. Watch out. I just ran into a bunch of guys. Yeah, I see them. I'm probably not playing the best right now, but I do tend to do a little bit better when I'm not, like, trying to record a podcast at the same time. <laughs> And give stuff that, you know, talk about stuff that's informational to the people that are just listening to this and not watching the gameplay footage. And, um, yeah, I'm probably doing about the same as I always do. Not that great. <laughs> I'm not the best multitasker when it comes to gaming. Man. Wait, I saw somebody over here. Where'd he go? Man, this is a match where oh, we've come so close. Guy two times now and we're now we're almost out of reinforcements. yeah we're down to 10 reinforcements well so here's the thing though um if we pick up the artifact and it's outside the castle when we run out of reinforcements it'll go to overtime and uh, we get to keep playing until we either score or the artifact resets and gets returned to the castle so okay hopefully oh my gosh everybody keeps stealing these reinforcements before i get a chance But I'll just be five of us left. Can we do it? No giving up, General Jaja. (laughs) We satinka something. Mind give up. Mind (laughs) give up. As I get killed by you. Yeah, right. I was like, right (laughs) as you said that, I saw you go through the door and then I saw an explosion through the door. I'm like, I'm guessing that was the my give up. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I just blindly threw an impact grenade, didn't hit anybody. Oh, man. I was about to try to use the sentry mode as a last resort, but. It was not to be. At least we got close a few times. Yeah. But yeah, Strike is fun to play too. It is definitely fun. If I had to rank them, I'd probably go... You see, this is just going to be from a gameplay perspective. I'd go Starfire Assault, then Galactic Assault, and then Strike. But I keep going to Galactic Assault because of the clone troopers. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily disagree with you. Um, I'm going to go ahead and quit out of here. But, uh, yeah, I think, um, 
Oh gosh, See, beta glitches. I'm trying to quit back to the menu and it's not letting me. It's just refreshing the screen. Um, yeah, it's doing the same thing to me. I don't even know if I could. I mean, I, I might rank them similarly, but I mean, I've had a lot of fun with all three of them. So um, I think Galactic Assault, I might be most looking forward to in the final game just because of the variety of maps we're going to have and, um, you know, the, the sort of varied objectives that you might have by map, even within the same game mode. Mm -hmm. um, I'll see. So we're back at the menu screen now. I was hoping I'd get enough uh, credits to show you guys opening a crate, but this is what that screen looks like. Um, you need like 1,100 or 1,000 credits to open a crate, so I'm a little short still. Um, but once you get those, you go over to your collection over here, and you can see all your heroes and vehicles and classes and stuff, and then click on those to upgrade and add the star cards. Um, but uh, what I was saying, um, oh yeah, so I'm just looking forward to, you know, those big modes with the heroes and the vehicles and all that kind of stuff, and just the wide range of, you know, different planets and maps we'll get to play on. Um, but like I said, I'm very much looking forward to, uh, just playing as the Republic in Starfighter Assault, um, and getting to play those, you know, ARC 170s and V-Wings and, uh, even, you know, the Republic Y-Wing bombers and stuff, that'll be really cool. So anything prequel era and Clone Wars, I'm definitely looking forward to in this mm -hmm. game. Uh, but overall impressions so far are very positive. Um, so I'm, you know, I've had a lot of fun with the beta and, uh, I think we're going to have a lot more fun with the game once the full version comes out and, uh, even more so once we keep getting new content added, uh, through the free DLC as we go along. Definitely. Yeah. I think we'll be playing this one as much, if not more so than we did Battlefront one. And we played that a lot. Well, we played that a lot. Yeah. You even more so you and Paul have kicked my butt as far as how much you guys played that. Paul's kicked <laughs> my close. butt, but, um, yeah, we've, uh, you know, we've got a little group of friends that we play with and, uh, yeah, we just have a blast with it. So, uh, very positive impressions with the beta. I can't wait for more. And, uh, Man, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, so this went pretty well, I think. We'll see how this turns out once I get the video all edited together and stuff. Um, for those of you listening to the audio of this podcast, um, this will be out first. And like I said, I'll hopefully get this video put together within you know maybe a day or two. Um, and we'll definitely have links to it on our uh, social media feeds and stuff once that comes out. Um, and you guys can check that out and hopefully enjoy it as much as we've enjoyed playing it and talking about it. But that's about going to do it for now. Uh, definitely, like I said, look out for the video coming later this week, but also uh, with our Last Jedi trailer review episode um, that'll be out a little bit later this week as well. Um, probably on Thursday, which is the day that we're normally supposed to post episodes anyway. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, and uh, Tim, before we wrap up here, uh, did you have any uh, listener responses, uh, tweets, anything like that that you wanted to uh, send us off with? Um, yeah, we got a couple. Um, one on the Battlefront beta and then a couple on our last episode. Uh, first off, our friend Martin Almond at Darmit Studios, who uh, replied to our tweet about the beta coming out, says, I'm playing it and I love it so far. Can't wait till it comes out next month. So glad you're enjoying it as much as we are, Martin. Just wish you're on the Xbox. <laughs> uh, we would be then, honored if you would join us. Yeah, he has a special uh, PS Darth Vader edition of the PS4 that came out uh, when the, the first Battlefront came out. So I imagine that's cool to have. But Oh, yeah, that's fun. true. I almost got that, but it was just the fact that I had more friends on Xbox, like you and Paul mm -hmm. and uh, some of my other buddies, that I was like, you know what? I'm just going to play where I've got the bigger squad to join up with. And uh, that has definitely proved to be the right decision. 
yeah, so make the jump, Martin. <laughs> as much as that awesome as that Darth Vader PS4 is, make the jump to Xbox. <laughs> uh, but then as regards to our last episode about the J.J. JJ Abrams coming back to direct episode 9, got a couple of responses to that. First was from Jay Bizzle at the Bizzle 81 says, uh, Star Wars TSE proves yet again that being totally rational and totally optimistic are not mutually exclusive. Thanks, boys. Well, you're welcome, Jay Bizzle. And then Andrew Loopy at and A Loopy 15 says, always appreciate both of your level headedness. It's easy to get worried and forget to actually love the things we love. So appreciate that positive feedback uh, from you guys, because as we said on that episode, you know, we're in this great era of Star Wars and it's more fun to be excited about the things that are coming in Star Wars. And while, yeah, you could have some concerns and disappointment when there's nothing wrong with that. We always like to, you know, try to be be more positive on this stuff when the news comes out while at the same time expressing whatever concerns we might have with stuff so appreciate your guys's feedback on that and enjoying the that episode we did regarding episode nine and jj abrams mm-hmm. yeah definitely appreciate you guys feedback on that um yeah that made me feel good to hear people say that you know they particularly enjoyed that and not to toot our own horn or anything but um that is something that i i mean not even consciously try to do but yeah like you said like it just i think comes naturally to us to just you know, our first instinct is to not be, you know, overly kind of critical or skeptical or uh, pessimistic, but just to be excited about this stuff. I mean, we're huge Star Wars fans and we love it. And even if there's something that, you know, maybe makes us kind of uneasy or whatever, like we want to love it and we want to be excited. So we, uh, you know, try to at least like give stuff the benefit of the doubt and um, wait to kind of see where it goes. But, you know, definitely when it comes to like the movies or Battlefront or anything like that, it's like, heck yeah, let's get on board. And if they give us a reason not to, then, uh, you know, we'll voice our disappointment. And, you know, I definitely don't want to be one of those people that's like blindly optimistic. And, sure, will, yeah. um, you know, I, I always tell people, I think the one thing about being a fan and, you know, of Star Wars or any other, you know, franchise or whatever you might, uh, you know, be into is like you got to accept the flaws um, along with the positive stuff. Um, whether it's, you know, with the prequels or anything else, like, I mean, it's, you know, Star Wars isn't perfect, you know, the the movies might have their issues here or there, or, you know, the Battlefront games or whatever else, you know, there might be ways they could improve it. Um, And I think, you know, that's fine. And I don't want to be, you know, just like so blindly loyal as a fan that I just think everything is awesome and perfect and that they can do no wrong. But at the same time, you know, I just choose to let the positives outweigh the negatives and, uh, you know, just try to enjoy the ride. So, Yep, and the ride's been amazing so far. It's Absolutely. Looks to get better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, just this month, the ride alone is going to be a freaking roller coaster. Yep. Um, you know, this is just the first of probably three fairly lengthy, in depth episodes that we're going to have this month. You know, first with the Battlefront 2 beta, and then later this week with the trailer, and then with the Rebels premiere uh, the week after that. So, uh, strap in. We got a lot more fun stuff coming, and then, uh, you know, hope to just keep on rolling um, as we get amped up for The Last Jedi uh, coming up in just a couple months here. Yeah, it's, it's going to be like riding Star Tours over and over again. Just a great Star Wars ride. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, yeah, so anyway, that's going to do it for this episode. Um, thank you guys for listening. As always, you can check us out online on social media at uh, facebook.com slash Star Wars The Saga Continues, and you can follow us on Twitter at Star Wars TSC. You can send us email at Star Wars TSC at gmail.com, and you can find our website at Star Wars TSC.com to find uh, the links to all these news articles and stories and stuff that we're talking about. Um, so, uh, yeah, thanks again for tuning in. It's been a lot of fun and we will see you guys next time and may the force be with you. See you next time, everybody. Bye.